When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and we are live on twitch.tv forward slash the Destiny Show. Tonight, we welcome a very special guest. We welcome Grace, who is a Destiny community artist. She is an art teacher. She is a hunter main And we have so much to talk about with her. We're going to put her on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to talk about the future of Destiny 2 and Lady Lucida, a.k.a. Dark Angel, returns. Hello there. And we have... (laughs) And we're going to have so much fun tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. But before we begin, I want to welcome my co-host, Shadow Price what's good oh you know just uh another wonderful thursday evening podcasting on the destiny show it's been an interesting week um i spent some time outdoors though so i got to enjoy the because it was nice here in the northeast we actually got pretty warm it was like in the 90s so i you know partook in outside activities and uh yes we social distanced you know so it was all good Cool, very cool. We had work today. Um, I am in Florida, so the COVID cases are going up. So we're having to take some uh, additional precautions. Uh, but, you know, for me, it it's not a huge ad- adjustment because I can work from home. And also, if I'm just hanging out, I'm usually playing video games anyways. I don't really like to go out in social settings to begin with so you know it's it's kind of a normal day for me but uh i'm excited to talk about destiny and we have we have so many so many things to talk about tonight and we have some awesome guests on the show lady lucida is back after a little bit of a sabbatical but she has some really awesome news to share I do. Um, do you want to share with our community okay. the great news that uh, you shared with us just a little bit ago? All righty, Idy. So, in case you guys don't know, I work at NASA. Yes, 
the NASA. And for the past like four years, I was in like a student position because I was working through the university. And basically, because I have now officially graduated, woo, yay, graduation. I literally, it was a PowerPoint presentation on my TV. It was great. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I got a permanent position with the lab that I'm working at as a software engineer, which is pretty exciting, I think, because that means I just get to kind of continue doing what I'm doing and kind of help out the team and do more of the coding stuff so they can focus more on the science stuff. But I also can help with the science stuff, too, which is awesome. So, yeah, that's my exciting news. Ta-da! Impressive. Congratulations again. I will be the second person on live stream to say congratulations. That's so amazing. Yay. That's really awesome. We're we're really proud of you and you have come a long way. Aw, thanks. Since we first met. Indeed. Like you've been kicking ass at NASA. You've been doing amazing things, working hard, and honestly, you deserve this. And your next journey, I know, is going to be at Bungie. Oh, so I'm, I'm excited for you. You're going to do great things. And then, of course, we also have another incredible guest on the show, and I'm so excited to finally get to hang out with Grace. She is a super talented artist. She is a guardian who has been in the world of Destiny forever. She is an art teacher. She is a hunter main, and... Uh, do you want to share anything else about yourself, Grace, uh, before we begin? I mean, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I am a Destiny community artist. I teach art. My degree is pre-K through 12, but I've been a middle school teacher for the past couple of years. Um, let's see. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I mean, I've been a Hunter Main since day one since I started playing. Um, I'm sure I had more at the top of my head that I wanted to say, but you know, there's plenty of questions that can elaborate on anything that I wanted to say, I'm sure. So. <laughs> She's already a winner. She's already a winner in my um, book, yes. Hunter Maine. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know me, I only play Hunter. Well, not only, but mostly I play on my Hunter, uh, my Old characters have been abandoned because I can't keep up. We it's just use much. the other tunes to level up. <clears throat> I'll play you know, my Titan from you know, time to time. To so. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I play all of my characters pretty equally. So, so tonight, Guardians, we're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie. We're going to talk about building a sustainable future in the world of Destiny. And we're going to invite Grace on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. As a reminder, the Destiny Show podcast is part of the Robots Radio Network. And tonight, we are live. And uh, I guess let's begin with our discussion with the Guardians. And Grace, the first question we have for you is... What got you started in art? And why did you become an art teacher? Oh. It's, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not too old, but it still feels like a long story when I have to answer a question like that. It's, uh, um, I don't know. I, I've always been interested in art. I've always been a self-taught artist. I didn't really have any formal teaching in art until, obviously, I decided to take, like, the more focused classes in high school and, uh, 
in college. Um, but I was always inspired by games. I mentioned before the show started that my dad used to work for Blockbuster, so I was very early on playing video games, and that always fascinated me, drawing the things and the characters in games I would play. Um, so I think that was really my springboard into art was, um, funny enough, drawing Pokemon and dragons was what I did all the time when I was younger. Um, so fantasy has always had like a big, uh, I guess a big hand in the pie of me becoming an artist. Um, the reason I became an art teacher is because I, at the time when I was choosing where I wanted to go to school or what I wanted to do post high school, I didn't consider video game art at the time, but I knew that I wanted to do one of two things. It was either going to be something that was art related or something that was um, meteorology and climatology related. So, yes, oh my I God, know. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, because my path with meteorology was um, I got into Oklahoma University and I <laughs> wanted to develop better early warning systems for incoming severe weather and I wanted to storm chase as well. Oh my God, that's so awesome. (laughs) I don't mean to interrupt you, Grace, but I have a degree. I have a degree in meteorology, actually. And I went to Cameron University for a semester and I wanted to go to Mm -hmm. OU and everything, but it just wasn't in the cards. So I went back to New York and I went to, you know, the state college here, got my degree in meteorology and everything. But you talking about it, like, too, and storm chasing, because that that was the reason Mm -hmm. why I wanted to you know, go into the field too. Yeah. So that's, that's um, awesome. And so I looked at the curriculum for that because my weakest point has always been math. Geometry is fine, but calculus, I'm okay with statistics. That was going to be four years (laughs) of college level calculus. So I looked into, yeah. Differential equations. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I looked at, you know, art. I knew that maybe I, I couldn't see myself being just a fine arts major um, since I've been, you know, super young. I have loved working with kids and, you know, nannying, babysitting, all that fun stuff. So I decided to go into art education. So that, you know, included, you know, your basics and maybe a couple like not just drawing one, but drawing two classes. You have to take the basics to be an art teacher um, in all different, you know, mediums. And then, you know, obviously our educational psychology classes, um, everything like that. So I saw that as, um, you know, that was the avenue I wanted to pursue. So I wanted to art education. I was kind of iffy about it still like my freshman, sophomore year. But once I started doing, you know, my observational hours outside of the classroom, being able to actually stand in front of a class and teach it by myself and then student teaching, I was like, I had no hesitation after that, but, um, and then I also was able to pursue a climatology minor too at the same time. So I was still able to do that. So, um, and then, you know, during the summers I did storm chase. I was living in Illinois when I was home. Um, so I was able to storm chase, do weather photography on the side. So that's, you know, that that's, but those are the reasons I became an art teacher is I love kids. Um, I know it sounds crazy. A lot of people are like, how do you handle that on a day-to-day basis? I usually don't know how to answer that question because, you know, they're they're kids and especially working with middle schoolers, they're, you know, they're miniature adults and they're crazy and they're hilarious. And every single kid is totally different with their personality and it's a lot of fun to get to know them. So I just really enjoy working with them. So, yeah. 
That is really awesome. And I would never have guessed that you have gone and done <laughs> storm chasing. That's it is so much insane. fun. It is a blast. That is wild. <clears throat> yeah, I did it when I was okay. in Oklahoma myself. <laughs> OK, OK, so now I got questions. Now we have more questions to ask because we just opened up Pandora's <laughs> box. So storm chasing. Do you guys have do you guys have any stories that are like exhilarating anything exciting any close calls i don't know i didn't get to see a tornado like i i saw some i saw some pretty big boomers you know and i you know there was some one was like a supercell i could tell but we I just, mean, I've seen some boomers up during raids back <laughs> oh, at no. one. Oh, you know, I've killed, I have killed some hive boomers, but you know, not the hive boomers. I mean, we the things I chased, like they produced like microbursts and downbursts and things like that. No tornadoes, but I'm sure Grace, uh, you you might have so, seen a tornado or two. The funny thing during is, during my chasing. chasing, I've seen more um, electrical storms than I have supercells and things like that. Um, so a lot of the photography I have is lightning when, so also during the summer when I was still living in Illinois, I was a manager for, um, the aquatics for our our park district. So the most like tornadic, you know, supercells that I witnessed have been while I've been at work and not with my camera. (laughs) So, uh, Mm, that's the only only bad thing. Um, out of, out behind my backyard because my backyard used to you know, back up to cornfield. Um, I've seen some really interesting, um, you know, storm fronts and things like that. But most of the stuff that I wish I could have seen have been overnight. And, you know, I haven't been out during those storms. So uh, during D&D has also been a few times on Friday nights where I have to tell my party, like, hey, I might need to get off for a bit. The sirens are going off. So things like that. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you get used to it. Now, is it a solo effort? I usually go solo. Or do you have like some? Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I just went solo myself. It's still just as fun, though. Yeah. My favorite part is reading the radar, though, and being able to, you know, see if there's any any rotation, anything like that. I I love it. So. Yep. Yep. Look for where the hail core usually usually forms. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. You know, I would I would love to go on a storm chasing expedition because I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm, you I'm are, in aren't you like 15, here. 20 minutes away from where I am currently? I think we talked about that. It, it, Don't it give off your location, be, yes. but you know. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Even though I probably already gave it away, mm-hmm. but it, it's okay. I'm okay. So. <laughs> But I guess so uh, Florida's a great place, though. It's fun because I get to come outside and we have this really awesome lake. And sometimes like we get a lot of storms and you just see lightning and it's it's so peaceful Mm -hmm. and just cool to see that. Um, Hopefully (laughs) I don't get struck. But, you know, what are the odds? (laughs) Right. So I'll take my chances. I'll be all right. But uh, so far, so good. And uh, I'm learning a lot about mm-hmm. the gators. I saw a baby gator for the first time in real life. I thought that was a fiction. Apparently <laughs> they are real. Um, I have a little dog and he's like the That's size hilarious. of a poodle. He's bad. Um, but he'll be okay. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be good. So that's really cool. So Grace, now we know about your teaching 
and how you got into teaching art. And we learned a little bit about your Mm -hmm. storm chasing. Now, how about your destiny journey? How did you get started with playing So I'm trying to think of what what year it was. But I believe um, it was right after, it was right in between the gap between House of Wolves and the Taken King. So, like, everybody says, like, the golden age of destiny was back then. Um, (laughs) I had just gotten my first console, which is PS4, like, the first one I ever bought myself. Um, And my friend had been talking up a storm about, uh, at the time, about Kate 6 and how cool he was and how cool the space game was. And look at my Guardian and look at the cool armor they've got on. So I was like, well, it's got a character creator. You can customize your character. I'm already in because that's like my favorite part of video games. So I got Destiny, pre-ordered Taken King, and I just, that that was really it for me. I just loved it. Um, but I've been playing for quite a while now. So. <laughs> that's awesome. So you jumped in like the second mm-hmm. best time of Destiny because... I think vanilla destiny was still my favorite time just because right. it was brand new. You know, it's like, I'd never played a game like that before and everything. Think about, yeah. think about this. I don't think it's a coincidence that we're getting the Cosmodrome, the vault mm. of glass raid and the original strikes back in the game. Um, I stand corrected. It's not all the original strikes. The Fallen the Earth Savior, strikes. I think, is one the, of the, the strikes. The strikes the on Earth. Earth strikes, yep. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's no coincidence that we're getting those back. And I think that from a perspective of which raid was arguably the best, I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. going to have a different opinion about it because, you know, it's subjective. But I think that a lot of people really like the first one. You always remember your first. And, and here's here's the one thing that you can't argue. You cannot argue that the weapons were the very best in the in the original. Oh my raid. god! In every activity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fatebringer, Vision, like those weapons just were iconic. You know, so I mean, it's like it was a very profound thing that, you know, Luke Smith and uh, Mark knows already said during that stream. And we're going to get more into that, you know, in this podcast. But it's like they're like they thought that was a mistake that they did that, that they left all that th- in the past. And there's like, so let's not do that again. And let's remember our past and let's remember the finer points of like destiny and just bring it forward for everybody to enjoy and everything. Again. Oh, for sure. There was a tweet going around recently with the, you know, if you know, you know, kind of things. And it was someone on their piano and it's, it sounds like the oracles from Vault of Glass. And I just like, I can't do it. Yes. I can't. (laughs) I'm like flashback. Oh, (laughs) back right, back right. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) Oh dear. Hit, hit, hit and left. <laughs> I'm just intrigued to see how they're going to bring it back. Because they did mention that there's going to be like a lore reason why we're going back to the vault. And I'm me being like, hello, Axo Stranger. You know, Cameron I mean, possibly. possibly. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> because she can time travel, right? I mean, I mean yeah, she much. can time travel. So it is a yeah. possibility that that happens. But I don't know. I'm just intrigued and grace you do bring up a point because in the um lore that came out in 
Shadow Keep, the one you got from just killing mm-hmm. Vex. Or maybe it was from Vex Offensive. I forget. That one ended with the um, the copies of the Ishtar Collective members that got put in the Vex simulation. So, aside, if you hadn't read this grimoire card back in D1, there was a bunch of Ishtar Collective scientists who captured a Vex, and then they couldn't tell if they were being simulated by the Vex or not. So they brought in Rasputin to uh, put it in its place, because apparently Vex can't simulate a war mind, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then once they realized like they were real and they took all of the simulation versions of them and sent them into the Vex network to, like, explore, explore it. So eventually one of the groups found Praetith in the Vaults of Glass. So then Praetith and the Ishtar Collective simulations worked together and Praetith got the signal out and they were eventually able to create a Vex gate for him to get out. And that was how the lore book ended. So we're just like, where's Praetith? (laughs) Where's he at? Like, if he comes back in, like, when Vogue comes back as, like, maybe, like, kind of like how we have, like, a Benedict vendor for... um, Mm. The Leviathan, right? I think that would be interesting to have him be like kind of like the vendor for Vogue. That would be cool. Another thing I just realized the other day, we need to have a Cosmodrome vendor, right? Hmm. Who's a uh, super cool hunter guy who we haven't seen since Rise of Iron? Oh, God, I would cry. Shiro. Oh, I miss so much. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about the, like, he's still, he's a, we know he's alive <laughs> from the Cade 6 um, armor from the Eververse, because the flavor text on that is, is him talking about Kate's death. So we know he's alive, and he doesn't want to take the Hunter Vanguard position. He's like, no, I've had enough. I've had too many of my friends die because of this. No, I'm out. Like, I feel so bad for him, honestly, because he lost Andal Brask, and then he lost Cade, and now he's all alone. He's like, suck. <laughs> my friends are dead. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I got some more theories. Like we can get into that in a little bit, though. I'm just gonna gonna sit on that for right now. Hmm. A lot of interesting things to uh, consider mm-hmm. here and think about. Hmm. Okay. So now, Grace, if you were to say that a specific time in Destiny was, like, your favorite time, which part of Destiny would you say is your favorite? Yeah. I I don't know. There's, there's points where I obviously loved, like, I would really, really enjoy if they brought back Sparrow Racing League. I think that's a, not an unpopular opinion. Um... There's a couple. I Because I love the Drifter so much, I have to say that Season Drifter was really, really fun and doing the whole thing between him and Honor. That was in the Nine. All of that stuff. That may not have been Season of the Drifter, but I just may be getting my timeline wrong. It was? No, okay. that was. Uh, it was, yeah. And But also, I've got to say, Rise of Iron, I still think was one of my most favorite times in Destiny. Just because of the new social location, the you know, going back and getting old weapons made into, like, Kvostov, that quest, 
was just, I think about that so much. And I don't know, Rise of Iron mm -hmm. was just a really, really nice point in Destiny, I think. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, I think I would sit with, with Rise of Iron. You know, there seemed like there was a ton of stuff to do that didn't seem boring and like you were, you know, doing it just to do it. So, yeah. And you know what, Grace, I think you bring up an awesome point because I totally agree with you on that one. I think Rise of Iron is probably, for me, one of my favorite times because throughout the entirety of Rise of Iron, I felt like I was having a lot of fun. And especially in the spring, I feel like they just over-delivered. I mean, think about this. Not only did we get one raid returning, we got mm -hmm. all the raids returning. It almost felt like there was too much all at once. So I think it was a really, really fun time. Yeah. Age of Triumph, yeah. Yeah, definitely, I agree. So we are all in agreement. <laughs> wow, awesome. okay, awesome, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, because it, it brought that, it brought the Age of Triumph. with I mean, If you had Rise of Iron, and yeah, you got that spring update, and you got all the raids, like, being updated. Like, all, all four of the raids are all fantastic. Um, so it's... And you know, with that DLC, you got you got mm -hmm. Wrath of the Machine, and that raid is like that raid was so pretty. Like when you went down into that uh, into the oh, chamber, uh, the yeah, yeah that the long that. trip down the steps, yeah, oh, it was bloody. that all all hues of red like everywhere. It just was just like so cool. Yeah, I remember attempting that raid day one. That was a trip. <laughs> We got to the final boss. We got, or at least we got to like phase one of the final <laughs> boss. But it was, it was getting late and we were just like, oh man, I had school. Because I was still back in high school, I think. Yeah. Wow. I feel <laughs> old. Oh man. <laughs> Our destiny. Our life. We're going to take a little bit of a break from destiny and talk about something <laughs> fun. Grace, <laughs> if you were stranded on an island and you can only bring one console with you, it could be any console from this generation, from last generation, from the next generation, any any console that you want, and three games, but that's all you can bring with you, what would they be? So when I think of like the time I really started playing video games like a ton and playing online with like friends even it was just when I was in middle school or high school uh the console I used and you know played played the most games on was my Xbox 360 I had a first gen Xbox 360 that lasted me till my sophomore year of college so um yeah oh wow I I think I would choose that console um so you know, bringing the three games with me would be really hard to choose because there were so many games from like that generation that I love to death um I think I would the first one that comes to mind that I know that I would play over and over and over again because I platinumed it it would be um Assassin's Creed Brotherhood um I'm trying to think maybe one of the Dragon Age games no either that or Halo Reach because I loved Halo Reach yes. so much. Ooh. I played 
every day after school. Yes. My friends, we'd get on and we'd play for we played forge, the forge games all the time. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, nice, good old and, forge. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just yeah. I mean, as you know, if we're just going with nostalgia and stuff like that, I think it would be. Um, it would definitely be uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Halo Reach, and actually, you know what? I forgot about one of my favorite games, um, Prototype. Those would be the three I would bring with me. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. I never played Prototype. I before. still have my 360 copy of it, and the reason I still have it in my possession is because when I went to trade in my 360, because, I mean, it had, it had died on me. Like, I couldn't do anything with it. Um, I know Red it survived Red Ring of Death several times. Um, oh, I, I oh, did. You got lucky, then. Like I said, it was first, like, like I said, my dad used to work for Blockbuster. He brought the 360 home. It was that 360 when it came out. So it was a dinosaur at that oh. point. We, we had an Xbox One, I think, too. And I was still with the, the 360. But, um... When I went to trade in all of those games and get credit towards, you know, from GameStop, measly credit towards games and all that, I, they looked at me and they go, you would have to pay us for us to take this game off your hands. So I was like, okay, guess I'm keeping it. Alex Mercer and I just chill until the end of time. So that was it. And yeah, I still have it. It's over with all my, all my PS4 games. But yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> It was that like a um, kind of like an anti-hero, like Very the guy was like, kind of an like an anti-hero, not much, not so much. It was really a... fun. It's it's kind yeah. of got the okay. uh, the feel of like playing like an old school Spider-Man game. You know, you're in New York, you're fighting against a, a virus, and it's like uh -huh. you're jumping from buildings to buildings. You're getting yourself cool new powers. It's really really fun. Ah, uh, okay, yep, mm -hmm. I'm familiar with that now. I remember that game. I never played Ruined it, but Alice I remember, remember that. Just throwing that out there. Prototype <laughs> uh, oh. 2 can't can't just that. So. Super cool. cool. Now, Dark Angel or Lady Lucida. I'm gonna get it right next time. That's um, all good. What What would you say? you would bring with you if you were stuck on an island and you can bring any one console and Ooh. three games. Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, okay. I know. Um, I think I'd probably bring my, uh, my gaming PC because gaming PC <laughs> can play pretty much anything now. And, uh, for my three games, very basic, um, probably Destiny. Because I just, it's one of my favorite games. And then uh, probably either. And then Elite Dangerous would probably be my second one. Because in that game, you're basically flying around the galaxy. And it's like to scale the real galaxy. And it's pretty accurate, like the physics and everything. So I think that would definitely keep me occupied for a while <laughs> and then my third game that this is this is the hard one i can't decide it's tough it's like choosing your favorite <laughs> child <laughs> meanie 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 uh 
can't decide between Halo because I just the Halo games that was like m me growing up. Like those those were the games I played. Even though my mom was like, "No, don't let her play the Halo games. They're bad." Here I am. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I'm not one of those crazy people. Oh my god. No. I'm perf I'm perfectly fine. But um can't decide between that or like one of the old like Star Wars games. Like Knights of the Fallen or Knights of the Old Republic or one of those because those ones were good too. I think I'm gonna go with Halo Reach because that that was my childhood too. Because I remember I remember similarly so now, to you, Grace, how like I'd get home from school, I'd go up and my friends we would all play like Firefight in Reach or we'd oh do my God, Forge games so and we would do like Duck Hunt and all these other <laughs> stupid game modes. Oh man, Duck Hunt. <laughs> yes, I remember That's though, awesome. like all of those like really stupid, <laughs> stupid game modes. I actually remember catapult. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But yeah, but I remember one of my. I, it's it's a really dumb memory, but I remember I was playing multiplayer one time, and I was still kind of rather new to Xbox, and um, I was playing. I think it was Big Team Battle. It was the one map with the uh. The Covenant Spire in the middle, and it's like the deserty kind of map. That one, I forget what it's called. That. Map. Oh, I remember that map. And yeah. I did not realize. I I was just kind of just talking to myself the whole time. I didn't realize I had like my mic on, and that like the whole game <laughs> could hear me. And I turned my volume up, and one guy's like, "Dude, shut up! No one cares about what you're saying." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I didn't know my mic was on." And then I muted it, and that was it. Like just random stuff like that is just like and then i remember like doing um like the fencing one in forge where basically it was like a fencing tournament where it'd be you versus this other guy and then whoever wins would then go into the next next area and fight someone else and then all the way to oh, the end cool. and whoever would win like that was always <laughs> hilarious because i would always die really early on there was one time <laughs> where i won though and that was crazy. So I'm I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you. What oh, no. if you have to bring a console? You can't <laughs> bring your PC. Okay. And oh. I don't have to bring a PC. I could just bring my console. But but it could be it could be the next one that's coming out next. Also. Yeah, just, I would just bring yeah. if if I had if I couldn't pick my gaming PC, you know, it got blown up, kablam, explosion, does not exist. Um. I'd probably bring the next generation Xbox because all of the games that I listed are also games Smart you can choice. play on the Xbox. Smart choice. <laughs> Game See, Pass, look, too. Big brain. So, big brain energy here. Yeah. See, Shadow Price is trying to teach. He's trying to get some Game Pass going. I'm saying you can only bring three games. Exactly. Just bring like, Game Pass. Just bring Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Good. Exactly. There you go. You're Game fine. Pass. You're fine. Mm -hmm. For the win. <laughs> $1 and then to upgrade. And then boom, you have everything. Which I think is actually pretty cool. Everything. It's brilliant. It's mm -hmm. a pretty good value. Yeah. I do have Game Pass. And I have an Xbox One X. So we can play now. So there. Um, so if I were stranded on an island and I had to bring any console and three games, I would bring an Xbox Series X with Halo the Master Chief Collection. Why? Because it has all of the Halo games <laughs> in one collection. Probably Smart. running 60 frames 4K, I would guess. I'm going to bring Destiny 1 and 2 because... Why not? So I can experience the entire Destiny journey. 
and I'm golden. If I have a Halo and I have Destiny, I'm good. Um, it will suck not having something like, um, I would say, Borderlands or, I don't know, Mario, Zelda. Not having Zelda, that would really suck. But it's it okay. It would suck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be all right. <clears throat> so, Shadow Price, what about you? What oh, would you geez. bring with you? You have three games, one oh. console. What are you bringing? Oh, my God. Um, wow, this is really tough. I, I could just say the easy answer, too, and just go Series X and, you know, just say that. But I'm, I'm going to be different. And I'm probably going to go old school here. I'm going to say... Okay, I got it. I'm going to bring the GameCube. <laughs> and I'm going to bring Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes because I have my Metal Gear Solid. I'm going to bring the promotional <clears throat> disc for Ocarina of Time that came with it when I got my GameCube because it had Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Zelda 1 and 2 on there, and a demo for Wind Waker. So... And then for my third game, Metroid Prime. Nice. Oh. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's such a good console. Like, oh, my God. Like, it, it was amazing what they were able to do with those little know, discs right? and everything they had, you know. Yeah. And it's it was just the games blew me away on that system. Like, they looked better than PS2 at the time. And I was like, man, Nintendo actually went for power. This is when Nintendo actually went for power. <laughs> we would like them to get back to that again. Come on, Switch 2, let's go. <laughs> so the next question I have is for Grace. And what are you most excited about with Destiny 2 Beyond Light? There's a couple things. First thing is Aramis because I adore Fallen and I have wanted to have like a Fallen, you know, lady to either, I, I hope we don't fight and kill her because that'd be make me very sad, but at least to interact with. Um, and also just based off of the, you know, Drifter and Eris, like interactions we've had with the contact event and all that, uh, I also adore Drifter. So I'm really excited to see what they do with his character and, how his backstory plays into going to Europa and dealing with the darkness. So story-wise, those two things. Um, I'm excited for Transmog because that's a big thing that I also have been looking forward to. Uh, and probably, I mean, I'm one of those people that's really excited for certain weapons to be sunset. So that's just me. <laughs> but also me too. that one little glimmer <laughs> of hope in the uh you know the whole stream they did to announce beyond light was the future of cross play for destiny 2 because i would love to be able to play on pc or ps4 and not have to say oh i have to get off and play with one of my friends on pc or vice versa so i know it's not technically beyond light but it's eventual so it's coming and i'm excited for that yeah that's that's all yeah definitely 
Yeah, I think for me, I'm really excited to um, go to Europa, which is a place that we've been wanting to visit oh, for a really long I'm time. I'm sorry, now. can I interrupt? Uh, not really <laughs> because that. I just remembered the thing that I've been ranting yeah. about for years, Deepstone Crypt. But I think that's a spoiler, so hmm. I don't want to say too much, but Deepstone Crypt. <laughs> I love Exos. It's not a complete spoiler. If you watch the Bungie stream, they said it on there. So it's uh, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag already. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I There's that one ghost fragment about the Deepstone Crypt that is just one of my favorite lore pieces of all time and cannot wait. But yes, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what is Lady Lucida the most uh, excited for? When it comes Ooh, to what am I most excited light. for? The darkness. <laughs> we get to use darkness subclasses. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen eventually. But um, it, yeah, it's called stasis. Awesome. But I think that's really cool. I'm excited to see the banter between Eris and Drifter, and then the Exo Strangers. Just like these oh are God. the people I have to save the universe <laughs> with. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> a little bit of a backstory on uh, Aramnus, or however you say her name. She's actually Mithrax's daughter. So that's going to be interesting. Don't we fight her in the Zero Hour mission? Uh, we fight her minions, basically. Because basically, oh, okay. she is a Baroness. She was in the Prison of Elders. She broke out when Varix hit the old uh, unlock all cages button before dipping out. <laughs> And um, she was trying to remake a the House of Devils. And there's new lore that came out this season, I believe. Or it's on one of the many, I think it's either a weapon or... I don't think it's in the, one of the lore books. I know it's on like a piece of armor or weapon or something like that. Or maybe it's a ghost shell. I don't know. Semantics. Anyways, it basically talked about how Aramnus has thrown off the banner of devils and is now leading a new house called the House of Darkness. And Ooh. we see a certain other fallen like guy who we haven't seen in a hot minute, Varix. His work has been seen My with dude. her. We don't know if she's work if Varix is working with her or if Varix is like held captive by her. We don't really know. I'm just excited and I hope that like Mithrax is more involved with this upcoming season as well, because, you know, we're kind of fighting his daughter. That's kind of important. And I just think it's an mm. interesting um, juxtaposition because we have Mithrax, House of Light, who like thinks the Guardians deserve the, or humanity deserves the Traveler. Not, hey, we can work together to defend the Traveler. And then mean on the other side of the coin, we have um, Aramnus, who is all like, nah, Traveler, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Hello, Darkness Doritos. You're my new best friend. And um, <laughs> kind of that like interesting like beliefs that they have. Like I'm just intrigued to see that. And also Deepstone Crypt. That looks pretty cool. I'm excited for basically everything in Beyond Light. <laughs> but what I'm most excited mm -hmm. for is um, the expansion after that, Witch Queen. Yes. I want that expansion right now because <laughs> Hive are my favorite species out of all of the Destiny combatants. I mean, like, when I, when I first played Destiny, I was like, ugh, 
I think I didn't really like any of them. I'm like, they're all stupid. Fallen, stupid. Hive, they're just space zombies. Cabal, they're just space Romans. Space rhinos. Space rhinos. Space, they basically were space rhinos. Vex, oh, just space robots. Fallen, just space pirates. You know, I was like, whatever, they're all dumb. But then once I started reading into the lore, I started like really, especially when Taken King came out. Oh my God. With the book, Books of Sorrow. Oh, books That's of still sorrow my, one of my favorite. So good. If you yeah. guys don't have the first Grimoire anthology, I highly recommend buying it. It has it in there. So good. So good. Anyways, but yeah. Because I remember reading that and then I was like, wow, okay. Fall Hive, actually kind of cool. So now the Hive are my favorite. I do a lot of work with Ishtar Collective, the... They're kind of the website that's where you go to, like, read all of the lore and stuff. I've been working with them and the Cryptarchy with Discord server, which is a Discord server that's to, like, understand the lore and of, like, the language and stuff. I've been, like, the head person for the Hive because Hive runes mm-hmm. are super cool. I could, like, literally talk about that for, like, ever, but I'm Lady not. Lady Lucida. I have a question for you. Question, yes. Are you the hive are you the hive queen? <gasps> Am I the witch queen? Oh no, I've been found out. Oh no. Oh no. No. Is it is it really you? It's been like, me all along. Did, did, I'm Sephathu. Did, did something happen since you visited Bungie that, you know, maybe some things took place that we don't know about? Yes, there was a creepy Hashtag ritual. Redacted. There was a creepy ritual and all the hive runes and space magic and ta da no. Okay. Nah, but yeah, no, I just, I just really like the, I just think their language and culture are really interesting. I really like their language though, because it's, um, it's very similar to like Chinese or Mandarin or, uh, hieroglyphs, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, because I minored in anthropology. I wanted to do like, like ancient languages, but that's not really a thing. Dang it, why not? School, why you gotta do this to me? But, like, I just really think, like, ancient languages are really interesting, and hive symbols or runes are very similar. Like, one rune would mean door, another rune would mean, like, treasure, another rune would mean lock. So you would see those three on, like, a locked treasure chest, for example. Or, like, you'd see locked treasure or locked door, stuff like that. So that's been really fun. I love the hive. I just want I just want hive armor again because <laughs> in D1 we had Age of Triumph with the hive armor. And I want my hive armor back. The Please. ornaments. I want my yeah. ornaments back. Please, Bunga. Yeah, they were fire. Cuz like if, if we're getting Vogue back, I'm pretty sure there's possibly a way for us to get Crota and King's Fall back. Even in the Oh lore. yeah. Even in oh, the Oh, absolutely. Lore. Because, like, in the lore, it could be very easy. 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 You want to know how they do it? Kiora, Savathun's little Vex robot machine, it can simulate Oryx. Done. There. It's a simulation made by Kiora. There. Do King's Fall. There. Do Crota Raid. <laughs> Boom. Done. Bungie. Hire me. Done. <laughs> because, like, Kiora can simulate Oryx. I mean, she Kiora could have simulated Oryx pre, you know, taken so when he was like baby, when he was like a little krill before he like could take and was paracausal. But according to Lord, which is subjective, Kyora can now simulate Oryx taken and everything, which is honestly terrifying. So like 
if we did a raid against Sabathun, it's very possible we would have to fight Oryx before killing her. Because Kiara will just be like, oh, I'm gonna snap my fingers, boom, now you guys have to kill Oryx again. Good luck! Bye! <laughs> so yeah, I'm just excited for like all of the expansions, honestly. I just want everything. I'm a very needy person. You want it person. all. I want it all, I want yep. everything. Very needy and greedy, I'm like, give me everything. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. Okay, so, so I have a question for Grace. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite memory from the Destiny community? Um, I think the one that I always remember would have to be when you know we hold we got the whole the moon is haunted thing going, and even I think NASA got involved at one point. But uh, that and just any any time I'm in a game or like I'm at the tower. I still like have videos from the D1 tower of just walking up to a guardian and just start doing the crouch up and down really quickly. And then like the whole tower is eventually doing the same thing in just a little huddle. I mean, it's just little things like that. Um, I don't, I don't know. Nothing really, I haven't really been a solid part of the destiny community until like the past couple of years. So um, because I've never really been bold enough or confident enough to, push my art out there within the destiny community because you know i, I i'm not the most forward when it comes to that stuff but uh that's just just little things like that i think cool and what would you say is an important lesson that you learned this year or just in general that you'd want to share um I think maybe within the, the past year, because I was still looking for my first, like my previous job at the time. And prior to that, I was getting rejected so much by schools um, on the basis of being told like, hey, you don't have enough experience or you have all the, all the right things, but we went with, you know, so-and-so because it's a more political thing. And, you know, just... I guess just not really giving up on yourself is one of the most important lessons I've learned just because I'm one of those kinds of people that beats themselves up a lot. And I do that, like I do that a lot to myself, not only just with my art, but with my, you know, what I do for a living. So I guess just finding ways to, you know, persevere and, you know, even, even when you're in like the worst spots, like in your, in your head, just finding finding a way to pull yourself through, even if that's, you know, asking people for help and learning to ask people for help or looking out to the people who are around you, you know, because there's always going to be at least one person that's going to help you with those things. So I guess just, you know, learning how to persevere through things that may seem difficult and unobtainable and, you know, you get it, you get through it. So yeah, I think that's good. That is really, really awesome advice. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. That's great. And uh, yeah, I will echo those words. So on a lighter topic, and this is a question for all of you, which version of Destiny 2 Beyond Light will you be picking up this fall? I, I typically get the, um, just the deluxe versions, so that way I have access to the DLCs afterwards, because knowing me, I usually forget, but, um, I'll be getting it probably for, 
PS4 and <laughs> because I always, I like it, being able to get the cutscenes and the people I play with more often, like with the you know more DLC content, are on console. So deluxe console version. <laughs> cool. The good news awesome. is though that will automatically you get the upgrade for PS5 when it comes out. Right, exactly. Like, if you decide that's, to that's venture that's into true. that, yeah. 4K60. Shadow Price, what about you? What version of the game did you decide on? I know we've talked about it pretty much for a few days now, and you've been kind of on the fence. Yeah, I got the... I got Well, right now, I got the Beyond Light Collector's Edition. Um, It's got the... uh, What is it? That part of the... The uh, Space Dorito. The Space Dorito, yeah, thing. The lunchbox, the flask, and the other... uh, what is it? The different what are the knickknacks that are in there? Some yeah, I don't know. There's like a lunch bag. There's a little flask. Um, yeah. The shard of darkness thing. So. Yeah. And then How some do we like go from a laptop bag to a lunch bag. I'm sorry. I just have to ask. <laughs> Bungie just likes bags, man. They you know they just like to give you the bag. <laughs> I guess I, I don't they, here you go here's a bag here's a bag for your laptop here's a bag for your lunch you know I don't know what the next bag will end up being um, bag for your bowling you know ball. it's gonna be a bag <laughs> <laughs> oh how about a destiny bowling ball that would be cool well we're I'd getting a that. toaster so I mean we are getting Shaped a like toaster a, <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. for the toaster oh yeah the, the toaster now is that toaster gonna be Yotin mm-hmm. is that gonna actually yeah. be Yotin mm-hmm. okay Hmm. Might have to take a look at that one. Yeah. Can't wait. I'll get a new apartment soon, so I'll need a toaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, will it be able to do either the tricorn logo? Like, will we be able to toast that, like, into your toast and everything? I don't, know if we, I don't know if we know that yet, but... <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be... That'd be pretty a cool. A real toaster? I don't know if I would trust Bungie. With all the technical issues, we would probably need, like, a... A patch update for the toaster <laughs> for the kitchen not to like implode. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good Sabbath idea. Sabathune's gonna come out of the toaster. Sorry, Hotfix. We found a uh, glitch where it allows you to produce more toast than you put in, and uh, we don't want you to have that much toast in your life. Hey, more bread. <laughs> we, we, we got the bread. <laughs> oh, God. That's what's next. The bread, the bread meme lives. <laughs> We're sorry. Your toaster is too big. We're going to take half of it back. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Toast exploit, everybody. <laughs> On the fence about the Exo Stranger um, getting that um, statue. I, I want to get it, but I'm just like, man, do I want to spend that much money? I mean, it's yeah. like, ugh. Lady Lucida, before I tell you what I've done... Do you want to share your thoughts on which version of the game you're going to be picking up? Or maybe you already picked it up. Um, I've already purchased the collector's edition. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, I pretty much purchased it the day it came out. I was like, mm. but like, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, should I return it and get like the digital relax? I mean, like, the only thing I want out of it is the darkness shard and the lunchbox. So I guess that's set off. See, I, I wanted the flask. Box. I really wanted the flask. <laughs> the flask is cool. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. is cool. 
Because I like I have a shelf above my desk that has all my destiny stuff, and the darkness shard would go perfect right there. I would say for me, I'm excited about everything but the lunchbox and the flask. You know, I'm not going to drink Snapple out of a flask, and I don't really <laughs> drink alcohol. So it's like if I'm drinking, I'm drinking a beer, I'm not going to pour a beer in a flask. That's not going to happen. So the flask is kind of like, eh. I can take it or leave it. But I did a thing. I bought the collector's edition. And then I also got the stranger's edition. Or It's a statue and it comes with the version of the game for, I think, Xbox is what I ended up getting. Because it was available at GameStop. So nice. I ended up pretty much getting, like, everything. <laughs> the whole can caboodle. I'm I'm really debating if it it's wise for me to get the Xbox version of the game when I can get the PC version on the Bungie store, which is what I really want. So it's like, I don't know. Did you? Well, you said you bought the collector's edition, right? Without the game. Oh, without the game. Oh, I missed that. Without the game. Without the game itself. So that yeah, and then I got the I Strangers edition with the game that was for Xbox because GameStop did not have the PC version available. Mm. They have it now in the Bungie store, though. They have it now in the Bungie store, but it's like I placed an order. So now I'm kind of debating what I want to do. Can you cancel a pre-order through them? Like, how do you sure do you that? Can. Shadow Price is having buyer's remorse. <laughs> he wants to cancel. He's like, well, he's been itching. I want like, the Exo Stranger, like, I think, the, like, more. Like, if I was going to get one or the other, I would get the Exo Stranger one, because I think that statue, like, I think she, the Exo Stranger is awesome as a character, and I'm so glad they're back and she's back in Beyond Light. And But the statue just looks really cool. Like, really it cool. So... Tough decision. I, I might have to send an email to Bungie. Possibly. Because <laughs> <laughs> how else can you get a hold of them? You can only email them, right? I or do you not just... support this decision. You can go on Twitter if you really, really wanted to get in touch. But again, Oh, yeah, their store account, probably. You, you know, talk to them you on know Twitter. YOLO. I mean, you know, what's 140 bucks? You know, it's for your happiness. Will you be happier on the day of Shadowgate or, or the next expansion launch? Yes. You're going to be happier because you have the flask and the lunchbox and all the cool stuff that comes with it. Based on that, I say, you know, support support the devs. And keep in mind, Bungie is on their own and you are supporting them completely. Keep that in mind. So that's my... Yeah. Yeah, guilt conversation of the evening. <laughs> it's okay, but but we're gonna we're gonna get through it. I so mean, now, I have made bigger purchases before, so it's <laughs> the amp. Yeah, twenty six hundred dollars for Excuse an amp. Me, I, I just had a little little cough. <laughs> it happens around this time. <laughs> so Grace, I have another question for you before we wrap things up and continue the conversation about a destiny what parts of the destiny 2 story excite you the most going into this fall and beyond um well like i said i because he's going to be so prominent in beyond light or at least it's hinted i'm excited for the drifter 
not only because, I, like I said, I just love and adore him, and I've read his lore books so often, um, but things like that, I'm excited to see what they do with Aramis and with her connections to Mithrax and what that means for the Fallen, because, again, it's another big thing that I've always loved is the backstory of the Fallen, um, and also just uh, how we're finally getting information about the Deepstone Crypt and seeing how that's going to affect Exos, especially, because, um, I don't know, I, I think about how, um, this has been a conversation I've had with one of my friends, um, because he made a good point about how the darkness speaks through our ghost, and what that could mean for Exos, because that's kind of a similar, you know, mechanical kind of thing. But uh, stuff like that, I'd say three things I'm most excited for going through to Beyond Light is uh, um, Drifter, Exos, and Fallen, which is kind of my consistent interest in the Destiny universe. Um, but yeah, I'm really pumped for those things. And also the Stasis subclasses too, because Wielding the darkness is also something I've been really interested in for uh, for a while. It's it's gonna be cool getting that on weapons too. Yes. And everything, you know, it's gonna really change the game. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap things up with our discussion with the guardians, Grace, what's next for you? Well, uh, the most recent thing that's up and coming is uh, because I was going to be a part of the Artist Alley for Guardian Con this coming year. We, you know, the staff and all the organizers were very generous and gave us um, a spot on their GCX website to, you know, give links to our stores, things like that. Um, but we are, all the artists that had volunteered to do this are going to be streaming this weekend for st jude's and we each have two hour blocks on saturday and sunday um we're going to be on the pixels after dark channel on twitch and so i'm going to be streaming on sunday morning on the first block on sunday but we're basically going to be doing what uh what the all the gamers and all those streamers have been doing for the past few weeks just on one channel some of us are drawing some of us might be raffling off some things but uh that's what i'm doing most you know the most up and coming um, this coming year, I, I'll be teaching art again at a different middle school now that I've relocated from Chicago to Florida. So I'll be doing that. I'm looking at the possibility of streaming art more often, too. Um, and also finding avenues to selling prints of my artwork online. So it's all, all things in the, in the pipeline coming up. So that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to look out. And uh, we do wish you all the best this Sunday on the live stream. And um, yeah, that's that's really cool for you to be um, supporting such a great cause and to um, be involved. We're all, all the artists that's all we've been talking about for the past few weeks. We've been planning this um, really ever since the uh, they had made the announcement that GCX would not be going on in person this year. So it's not only the online artist alley that we created, but being able to stream and also support St. Jude's just like all of the other content creators have been doing is we've been planning it for quite a while. So I'm glad that it's kind of finally coming to fruition and we're all able to do it this weekend. So we're all, all super excited. So 
Very cool. Awesome. Well, Guardians, I think uh, that was a really awesome discussion, and we got to learn so much about Grace, and we got to talk about some really cool things. And we're going to continue the conversation about the art of Destiny. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, the art in the game has been probably some of the coolest stuff that Bungie came out with creatively, just in general. And I think that, you know, we can have a lot of critiques for Bungie on a lot of different things, but I don't know if art is one of those things. I think the art in the game is so incredible. And um, I'd love to chat a little bit about the art in Destiny. And um, what would you guys say is something that you like the most about the art in Destiny? Grace, do you want to go first? Um, I, th- I, th- I think what I like the most about the art in Destiny would have to revolve around um, probably like the repetition of... You know, the, the, just the themes we've been seeing since D1, you know, you have the symbols that have been used on, you know, fallen ships. You have, you know, things that have been kind of kind of going off of um, the different weapon types, seeing those logos and seeing them, you know, reflected in things like armor and weapons and those, you know, kind of plastered around the place like the tower and different, you know, environmental spaces just the way that they continuously tell the story through, you know, just little details is really, really nice. Um, there's uh, one person I think of in particular is um, on Twitter. Her name is Nine Hydras Eve. She's one of their senior world artists. And just the things, and like the missions and the strikes and all the environments she's worked on have been just gorgeous and really, really immersive um, I often think about the whole um, the going into the Warmind bunkers and seeing how the light follows you around, like Rasputin's watching you in his bunkers was something that she worked on. And it's just, it's really, really incredible how those, you know, how they, they make you really feel like you're a part of this, you know, overarching theme and you're a part of the story when you're playing. Um, but definitely just, you know, being able to recognize things you've seen in different locations across the game is really, really cool to me. So that's, that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Yeah, and I, I have to agree with you. I think that the sandbox and the world design and destiny is actually really, really, really incredible. And granted, I would say Destiny 1 probably did a better job with the world design uh, just comparing like places like Io and Titan. But overall, I think that Destiny has created worlds that are more immersive than any other game has been able to produce. That's the that's the whole key, worlds, you know, because you're going to different planets and things like that, you know. So I guess I'll go next. I'm going to jump in here. And... I would guess I would say that I'm most the most I'm most excited about the art in Destiny is just seeing those concept arts. You see the concept arts that you know people like Jesse Van Dyke and the artists at Destiny who have created, and then you see that translated in the game and everything, and how 
amazingly gorgeous it looks like the sky boxes like i am captivated by the sky boxes in destiny one i think a little bit more because i just i loved the sky box on cosmodrome and on venus like those were my two places that i was just thoroughly in love with like venus is my favorite planet like i just i enjoy just how beautiful and lush the environment looks how they've brought that into life from just some concept art and everything you know that they first started working with and it's just it's incredible how amazingly talented the artists are at bungie the reef had a gorgeous skybox too that's you say skybox oh, yeah. is the first thing i think of yes absolutely Yep, the, the those different hues and colors. When you first saw Siva, and you just oh. saw how the te- texture of Siva and everything was like how it used to just kind of like uh, I, I don't know, it was like a, a a web of different things. And it just when you saw the different colors when you went down into the rec- uh, the chamber, I keep forgetting the name of it. <laughs> um, but uh, where you went to go fight the Iron Lords and everything down there, and it's just. It's amazing that the art team, how incredibly talented they are. Definitely. It's, it's really interesting to see how, how much there is to Destiny 2. Because if you take a step back and you think about it, that's a really massive world that Bungie has created. And I understand why they created something like the, the Destiny Vault. And we're going to talk about that in more depth in the next segment oh yeah and the garden of salvation raid like that yeah the garden of salvation it looks like (laughs) yeah the garden of salvation raid like during the the jumping parts of that raid it looks like avatar and everything so it's it's beautiful (laughs) and i think that bungie does an amazing job with the art and I don't know if you guys had seen this, but um, the art books in the game are so, so good. Um, the Art of Destiny 1 and The Art of Destiny 2, they both have some of the most amazing art concept that I have seen yes. in the community. Really, really worth checking out. Yeah, I like when you actually, when you have to load things like or you have to install things like on the console and it shows you a lot of the concept art as you're installing it. And I think that's really cool. Like you get this. Yeah. You saw concept art from D one D two. And it's, yeah, it's really, really, really cool. There's a piece of concept art from one of the art books, like you mentioned that I always think of, and it's just a page of a bunch of different, uh, Hunter cloak concepts and just the variation and like the shape and like where the tatters are or, um, just the colors that are used or just, I don't know. I always, that's the one that always pops into my head whenever I think of concept art for like D1, um, like that and the different, uh, but the picture of Andal Brask is one I think of too. Um, and, uh, that one, there's a painting of a, a like a concept art painting of, uh, an exo just sitting up against a wall. And I think of a I re- Oh, that is a great, picture. Oh, I re- it's yep. so nice. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, he's got the weapon against the wall. He's got his hands on his legs. And it's just like, yeah, that's a very, very cool piece of art. I think that uh, Bungie does an incredible job. And I'm super excited to see what the art looks like with the darkness being infused into what we do. 
it's going to be really interesting to see what Bungie creates going into this fall and the next two years after. Oh, for sure. The uh, the pieces we got from their live stream, just a couple of little uh, concept art pieces, especially for the stasis and how they put together those effects. I I absolutely love that because it's like almost you're you're almost creating a mood board. Not not like it's not a mood board, but taking inspiration from different um, different things and infusing that into like one big concept is just so fascinating to me. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for what we're going to play this fall and to see what Europa looks like. And they're going to do an incredible job with it. Whenever we get a new destination, I think they do really great work. And keep one interesting thing in mind. We didn't really get a new destination in quite some time. Because think about it. In Shadowkeep, we got the moon back, but that wasn't really a whole new place. It was a recreated, reimagined area. Mm -hmm. And I'm not taking away from what the content was, but I'm excited to see what Bungie can create having two entire years to really build out something really, really awesome. And I think Europa has a lot of history in the world of Destiny, and it has a lot of lore attached to it. So there's so much they can do from a storytelling perspective, and I'm sure Lady Lucida can vouch for that. Um, but bringing back the Exo Stranger and going to Europa and the Cosmodrome, oh man, I'm so excited. I hope we get a, like, where, what was she doing all this time? Like, you know, explanation during, you know, Beyond Light. Like, are we going to find out what where she what she's been doing this whole time and everything she has time to explain yeah that now that she has time to explain exactly (laughs) (laughs) we want to know what she's been fighting (laughs) where she's been i mean obviously probably fighting the darkness i'm guessing you know if i had to think of uh, you know that line by drifter at least his lore book talking about what him and his crew found you know air quotes out there you know, and what they faced. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's elaborated on as well. I'm totally behind you on that. What would you guys say is the best art that you've had in a raid for you personally? Because I think every raid that we've had it had its own unique art style. It had different symmetries and different shapes and and the lighting was all different and just, it was a different feel for every raid. Um, I think for me, I would say Wrath of the Machine probably was my favorite from an art perspective, but also Garden of Salvation is really, really close because the environment is very lush and just, it's, it's amazing what they continue to build. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Wrath because I just I love the use of the the, the color spectrum in that raid, like the saturation of colors. Just going, in all just the going different... down that tunnel as you make your way to the final boss, like, and, and yeah, it's, it's you go amazing. into the room, the No Man's Sky room, where you get 
um, you know, uh, outbreak prime at the time. And when you do that lengthy quest and um, it's just, yeah, that raid is, uh, it's so beautiful. It's breathtakingly beautiful. Like the area up top when you go against the death Zamboni too, <laughs> is like, that's oh, just the death Zamboni. Yeah. Do you guys remember the first time that you went into the raid and you like attempted to do the death Zamboni? <laughs> oh God. I mean, oh. like I remember that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, that was like before that was fun. anybody actually solved it. So we were all watching Glad and to see like what everybody else is doing to see, hey, <laughs> how many times did you guys drop the parts off the thing <laughs> into the into wipe. the pit? Got a wipe. Yeah, got a wipe. We lost a part. Oh, engine fell. Got a wipe. Oh, <laughs> we lost the, uh, the drive shaft. Got a wipe. <laughs> and you know what? Um, <laughs> me and Shadow Price played Wrath of the Machine not too long ago, and we had the same experience on that one freaking part. <laughs> Just couldn't get it. Even yeah. to this day. Okay. <laughs> Good times, though. I, I love Destiny. I... I still remember I still remember the day when I entered like the uh the garden where where you have you fight those Praetorians oh, as dear. you enter the vault of glass, the black garden. That was so amazing. Gosh. <laughs> that uh the Gorgons the Gorgon step in that in that quest. Oh yeah. Great is really fun. Um The Gorgon maze. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it that I think that's what took our team the longest the first time we tried to run it together. Um, I am a sham though because I am carry. I am way too much a hunter main for my own good. So I play by myself most of the time, unless it's PvP, um, or unless I'm playing with one of my closest friends. Um, who I, I mentioned before with the whole ghost and darkness thing. His name's Max. I'm calling him out. Um, <laughs> but um, so I've only completed Vault of Glass, um, Leviathan. Uh, Last Wish and Scorch of the Past. That's those are the only raids I've been able to do all the way through. Um, but I have watched obviously people do the other raids. But I think from an artistic standpoint, um, from D one, I really love. Um, I don't know, like like the lush part of Vault of Glass is really nice. The final room where you fight Atheon and you're going in between the portals is really really cool too. Um, I think King's Fall is also really awesome. But I just like a lot of the final fights and how cinematic they feel. Um, But from deep... Jumping on the tomb ships in King's Fall. Oh my god. That (laughs) is gorgeous. Like, that whole area is amazing. Like, what they did with that is incredible. Oh, for sure. The whole scale. the, The scale, like, of how wide that area is. How, you know, how big of an area you had to, like traverse was that was um, incredible <laughs> for sure i and then for d2 um i really love the environments they created with the last wish raid but i'm also really a sucker for the gold and all the, the i just like the gold and the purple and like the, the beasts in uh leviathan are also really really cool. um mm-hmm. but i recently attempted like my my uh my clan recently tried to do Kronosaro together and that was just really fun the lighting and everything in uh, Kronosaro is beautiful um, 
but I think to finalize D1, I, I enjoyed Vault of Glass, the final battle, and then um, for D2, I enjoy um, Last Wish, I think would be my two best art style rates. Nice. Good choices. Yeah, those are excellent choices. And I'm just going to come out and say it again. I'm so excited to get to go back and play on the Cosmodrome this fall. Like, that's going to be really, really symbolic for me as a Guardian who's been there from the very beginning in the game. And it's going to be so much fun to get that and to get a new destination that we'll be playing in. And, and I'm farm gonna, at Omnigol again. <laughs> I am <laughs> not Omnigol. No. <laughs> oh, when she appeared in Shadowkeep. Oh. <laughs> okay, so who's going to farm Grasp of Malak with me? Because oh, it yeah, took I'll a be minute there. last time. Absolutely. So I'll be. We're going to. They have to put it in. They have to. They have to do it, right? I mean. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing back Hawkmoon of all exotics. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. If they say they're bringing the greatest hits back, then they have to bring back Grass Malik as a strike exclusive for that strike. If they're yeah. going to bring it, they got to bring it. Bring it all the way. Don't bring it halfway. I'll be at the loot cave, so you can find my hunter at the loot cave in the Casa Drome and see how long it takes them to patch that. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be so awesome if they, like, brought loot cave 2.0 back. That would you know? be hilarious. <laughs> I just think it would be funny if they had like one. They patched it a week later. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, be funny, Dark Angel. Oh, I think it would be fun. Like, you know how we have like, like scannable stuff that our ghost can scan. It'd be really funny if they had like a scannable and the ghost would be like, oh, I remember the days we've come so far. Remember when we were farming the loot cave? Now look at us. We're gods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> touching the bones wow. in the loot cave too yes <laughs> yeah yeah finding randall the vandal out there in the in the wild randall the vandal <laughs> yes i love randall the vandal <laughs> so before we move on to the next topic i do want to ask with next generation consoles coming out and it sounds like they're going to be pretty powerful from everything that's being promised about them. How would you say the art in Destiny 2 will evolve going into not only this fall, but going into next year and going into the future with the next generation consoles coming out this fall? Ooh. Do we think it's going to get more alien-like? Possibly. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be higher textures and, you know. Uh, it's going to look so pretty. I mean, yeah, they, better they textures, so higher resolution. Bungie mm-hmm. said 4K60, right? They said that. Yeah, 4K60. Vault of Glass and 4K60. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of exciting. And that's why I want to have, and now I understand why you got a version, Corn, for, you know, the console and everything. Yeah, man. You know, well, now so you're making me wonder if I should maybe keep it. And I hate you. You <laughs> spend more money. You're just like, I uh, I'm already $280 deep. I'm sorry, Grace. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I was just going to talk about, it makes me think of all the lighting stuff they already do in game and the fact that there's going to be ray tracing. 
and oh, it's yes. gonna be spicy. Seeing, yeah, and seeing how, because you know, you sit in the tower long enough, then the sun rises and sets, and even that just that on different worlds and different planets is, I don't know, it's something silly. It, it's not silly to be so excited about something like lighting, but I think it's just gonna be gorgeous, and I can't wait. <laughs> I want to see next gen water textures. You know, I want water <laughs> textures to just look absolutely like breathtakingly beautiful. Every you every know. follicle of hair on Drifter's sh- shoulder pads is gonna be. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I can dream. It's nice. all right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cornholio? What is, uh, what do you think? Man, um, I think that we're going to start to see some major leaps and bounds technologically with Destiny and just with gaming in general. Because I think the promise of being able to play in 4K60, just to give you a perspective, my $1,500 computer from two and a half, three years ago can probably barely push that barely 4k 60 it's going to be a barely um so i'm excited to see for these console developers to put these powerful machines in front of everybody what possibilities will be available to us i yeah, think from an artistic he... standpoint like maybe space battles might be more possible, especially with such a massive world that Destiny creates. I think they want to do something cool and just really trippy and awesome, and I think they're going to do it. I think that next-gen consoles will really push visually what they're able to accomplish. And honestly, I think by next year, they're going to stop supporting current-gen And they're going to really start focusing on next gen in order to really push the boundaries in order to make the live events much more immersive in order to create enemies that have more mechanics than what we've been able to do and see. And I think part of the problem is that their engine is dated, so they're not able to do as much. Right. And it's not that they don't want to. It's not that they don't have the ideas but I think they're being technologically held back. So I'm really excited to see what they can do when the next consoles are going to be the primary things. And especially and when they be able to take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. And with them bringing old places back, like that's going to be really exciting too. Cause just think about the vault of glass and being able to go frames. back there in 60 frames a 4k 60 like for me that's exciting and just for that alone it's going to be worth picking up an xbox series x yeah and will they be able to take advantage of the ssd will we see load times virtually eliminated you know because there's a lot of stuff that's got to load in the game and everything you know we see it even on pc you know we still got to fly to the tower will load times be a thing of the past i don't know if it's going to get that far where, you know, you're not going to have any load times, but that could be wrong. And if I am, then great. We'd like to be wrong about that, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be good, right? Yeah. So that's a good segue to talk about building a viable future in Destiny 2. 
And recently, Bungie came out in a very candid way. They posted an article on Bungie.net explaining the situation that Bungie is going through with Destiny 2 and some of the changes that we're going to see this fall and beyond. And I'd like to take that chance to talk about it tonight. And the first thing that uh, Bungie mentioned during the uh, reveal is that Destiny 2 is too large and it's becoming increasingly difficult for them to maintain the game. The bigger it gets, yeah, the more, you know, uh, the more bugs it produces and they, the longer it takes to patch those bugs and everything. And that's why they have to remove a lot of this content, not only for a story perspective and story reason because of the pyramid ships, um, but also because of technological reasons and everything. The old consoles are just too old. They, those, they're from like 2010, that tech. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's dated. It's yeah. really dated right now. So. And, and for anyone who does not realize how large and massive Destiny is right now, Destiny 2 has nine destinations, 40 story missions, 52 adventures, 42 lost sectors, 17 strikes, 31 PvP maps, 21 special activities, 7 raids, 6 gambit arenas, and 3 dungeons. And a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah. So I can understand their methodology with removing some of the content in the game. I don't necessarily think it's a bad move. It's certainly a solution to the problem of them running out of space. Yeah, it has... uh... I, I mean, it's an interesting solution that they've come up with. And it's only, it's going to benefit us because I'm sorry, but who's going to miss IO? Who's going to miss Titan? Mercury? Like, I mean. I will tell you one thing. I am going to miss the Leviathan. I think the Leviathan is very much a missed opportunity. It has been for a very long time. And I think one thing that Bungie says in this article regarding this is that there's a lot of areas that just have no use. And I kind of disagree because I feel like it's not that these locations don't have a use. It's just that they've been misused by Bungie. I think they have a lot of opportunities. And I think seeing how much there is to Destiny 2 really paints the picture to how much there is in the game that's just misused. Right. Now, I think that's a loaded statement, actually. You know why? Because they want to give us more new stuff. They want to give us new stuff that's really cool. And unfortunately, to give us new stuff, they got to take out this old stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. because at the time, you know, it was you like you said, they they didn't feel like a lot of the stuff is just laid dormant and everything. They didn't find they couldn't find a way to update it, you know, and to make it you know, come into the modern game. Uh, and it just, it just, they want to be able to do more and they feel like taking these things out and then maybe be able to bring them back in the future and then spruce them up. And, you know, they're going to be changed because the pyramid ships are going to, you know, do Kabooey to them and everything. Um, so the, I'm guessing they're going to be 
they're the way they are. We know them now. They're going to be different when they come back, if they come back. So, you know, it's an exciting to see how what you know their new vision is. You know, because they have a vision now. We we know they have a vision because we've seen it. We we see three years into what we're going to be playing and everything. So this is the first time that they've had a unified vision. And that's what's exciting, actually. Definitely. And, and you know, and as we mentioned earlier, Bungie is taking away certain locations from the game. They're putting them in something called a Destiny Content Vault. Where the DCV. The <laughs> DCV. And it is a collection of activities that are sunset with less played and older content. It will also include all content from Destiny 1. That is exciting. And I... Now, what do you guys think about this? Because I'm wondering if that statement is almost kind of over-promising because it's taking Bungie some time to bring us a full Cosmodrome. We're seeing that with us not getting the complete Cosmodrome this fall. So are they kind of over-promising by saying that everything from Destiny 1 is in this content vault? Because wouldn't they have to essentially build all that content out? It's not just them pulling stuff and putting them in the game. Or I could be wrong. No, that's a big reason, I think. Because I think they have to basically, yeah... Um, it's not copy pasta, you know, it's, they have to recreate a lot of these spaces and everything. And then it takes time to do that. I mean, yeah, they have the code from it probably, but they can't just, you know, just say copy paste, you know, that's, it doesn't work that way. They have to rebuild some of these, these areas. And, and I'm sure they want to maybe even leverage some lost sectors possibly on Cosmodrome. And everything, because I mean, I don't think it's going to come back exactly the same. You know, there's going to be some new things probably added to there. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the way I see it. I wonder how much work would it be for them to bring forward assets from Destiny 1 into Destiny 2? The thing that makes, it makes me think of is... Um, the fact that they will be building these spaces for not just current-gen consoles, but next-gen too. So being able to bring in more high-quality textures, more, you know... More lighting. Detailed things, mm. yeah, more lighting. Ray tracing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it takes them quite a while. It's beyond me, obviously, but... And, you know, it all, probably some engine upgrades, because to make it work they have to probably do some engine upgrading to get the ray tracing going mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so, again, speculation on my part, but I think some of that's happening. Some changes under the hood. I would love to have my Coco Panics back. So I'm really excited that we're getting Cosmodrome back. So, missed that cloak today. Yeah. Yeah, I would like uh, to have my Vogue cloak back. <laughs> yes. Yes, the, the, sh- the shattered vault, shattered vault cloak. Yep, that's the one. I'd like to have that one back. 
I would like to have my broken Vex Mythoclast from week oh, one. Oh, no. Can I have oh, that? No. Can I please have that back? <laughs> Vex Terrificlast. Oh, no. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. I think what I want most, I want my Fogoth Hive Rune Gauntlets back, please, Bingo. Yes, please. Yes. Like, I wish they would bring back Strike specifically. Like, give us that back, please. That would be a nice change that they hopefully yeah. they could implement. I mean, they have Nightfall specifically, but it's not really the same. Right. There was so much of it in Destiny 1, right? I mean, yeah. you, when you did the Shield Brothers, you got like a gauntlet from that. When you did like the Fallen Saber, you got that machine gun. And, you know, there was, uh, there was a few other ones that yeah, were obviously Yeah, there's a lot of them. Like, Omegle had like Rest the Malik. Warlock Bond and then the... Devil's the one where Mago Loop. Sepics, right? Yes. I think I love that. Oh yeah, the sniper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was another thing I was, yep. that I was just gonna say though is I just realized I mentioned the Rise of Iron earlier, but since we're getting Sepix back, I just what if we get more updated versions of the original OST? You know, that's another thing to remember that oh, adds a lot man. to the world is just uh, the music. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear the music from the Cosmodrome again and you know, Sapix when you're playing that strike oh, and everything. And so good. It's one of the best uh, tracks yeah. from I love the, ever. The, the remix version from Sapix yes. Perfected. <laughs> For me, the Destiny vanilla music is probably some of the best, if not mm. the best, in the entire franchise. I think they did a phenomenal job. Mario O'Donnell um, and Michael Salvatore, like, and... Sky Lewin, like they, that is such a, such a masterpiece. Like that's, you know, the, the, um, uh, what is it? The music of the spheres. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God. Music of the spheres. Yeah. So brilliant. So brilliant. Even, even the Paul McCartney song. I still dig that song too. Black I like Hammer it. next year. <laughs> uh, that would be great if we got a Black Hammer next year. Oh, oh yeah, Galley. Yeah, Galley's got to come back. It's uh, Gallerhorn has I, to. Yeah, I got my first Gallerhorn from that secret chest of Alta Glass. <laughs> That's when I got my Gallerhorn. It was amazing. Oh. Really? Yeah. You know when I got my Gallerhorn? I got my Gallerhorn probably it was sometime in December. It took a while. It took forever for me to get it, and it was like seven o'clock in the morning, the night of like reset, when I can go in the raid, and I went down the stills during Crota's end during the, the, the chest in the beginning before they patched it, where you don't get exotics from it, and guess what drops? Gallerhorn. Oh, that's amazing. The, I, made, <laughs> I made coffee, and I called Shadow Price. I'm like, I fucking got it, bro. I got it. And he's like, what do you mean you got it? Like, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, what do you mean? Gallerhorn, I fucking got it, bro. It took forever. It took forever to get it, but you know what? It feels a little bit less deserved because, you know, I just pretty much went down and opened the chest, right. literally. But you know what? It was totally worth it, and uh, GG's Bungie. Um, and, yeah, that was my Gallerhorn story. I think Shadow Price got it during the Templar. Was it the Templar? When would you get yours? I got it at Crota, Crota's End. Was it um, during Crota? I didn't okay. get it till February of uh, 2015. Um, okay. I think you were more excited about it than I was, though. Oh, personally. man, yes. Like, I, the entire because... neighborhood was knocking on my door, throwing stuff. Yeah, it was Yeah, 
because I got six truths before I finally got Gallowhorn. <laughs> so it was it was funny. It's like after every doing that nightfall, I get a, another truth. Oh, another by, truth. By the time he got the sixth <laughs> one, he was pretty much crying. It was bad. Oh, and he's like yeah. six foot five. You want to see a six foot five grown man cry? Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Just don't get Gallowhorn. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him Gallowhorn. Then take it all away. So, Guardians, we know the Cosmodrome is coming back. We have three new strikes. Well, three returning strikes. We have the Vault of Glass confirmed. So not everything is lost in the dark corners of time, as Luke Smith said. And you know what? I said I called this. I called that this was going to happen. I think we both called this, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah, we had some long water cooler discussions about this. So now, here's an interesting point. Destiny 2 is coming out with the Vault of Glass during Destiny 2 Year 4. Do we know when Destiny 2 Year 4 actually will be? Because it doesn't sound like it's going to happen in the fall. It's not going to happen until 2021. And I yeah. think it's going to happen I, either in the spring. I think it's going to happen in the spring. I think it's going to be the spring update. Unless they drop it somewhere in winter. But I think it's going to happen in the spring. Like, you know, the spring update. Spring DLC. I think you're right. Spring season, yeah. I would think so. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, because they said 2021. So, I mean, if it's not if it's not till 2021, part of the season in the winter is, starts in 2020. It starts in December. So, I mean, it's probably unlikely that they would drop it in the middle of that season. It, it'd be more likely I'd probably if they drop it in the beginning of the uh, spring season. That would make sense. Almost like the Age of Triumph. Time. Yeah. That would be a good time for them to introduce the Vault of Glass. I think that's more of a midpoint when we don't really have as much to do that's like really, really new content. Like we do have the Valentine's Day event in February. We have the holiday event in January, December. And then we have the Halloween event that takes place every year but i mean these are small events that you know they they don't amount to a whole lot although it's going to be interesting to see how they change them and evolve them as they continue with the upcoming season and we also um know that bungie has a very specific methodology with all of these changes and everything that they're doing bungie stated this approach allows us to respond to player feedback more rapidly enable more innovation and keep destiny to your characters thriving for years to come so it sounds like they have a plan for more than two years and yes we're seeing the plan up until 2022 now, this almost sounds to me like Destiny will continue as a franchise beyond 2022. For years to come doesn't sound like the next two years. It sounds like beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad to hear that because I wouldn't really want for Destiny to, to stop making content. Um, we also know that... We're getting three expansions, Beyond Light in September of 2020, 
we're getting um, The Witch Queen in 2021, and we're getting Lightfall in 2022. Because uh, they typically do the, you know, fall release and then things in between sort of thing. So um, Gauntlet's going to carry us into the next fall Witch Queen, Queen expansion and then Lightfall will be the following. Now, one thing that I've thought about with these expansions and this new model for creating content, how much story are we going to get this fall and in these new expansions that are coming out each year. Do you guys think we're going to get enough story to keep us engaged for an extended period of time? Or do you think that Bungie pretty much gave up on the idea of having like a very immersive game with a, a lot of story to it? What do you guys think? Um, I think we'll get enough um, I still think there's opportunity for little seasonal things in between that are not just the seasonal events, but, um, world events, especially with the content vault, you know, being able to say, hey, because of this, you know, this location's coming back or, you know, things like that, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to engage the community with. I think that I'm sure that like, once they get beyond transmog and adding all that plus crossplay in the future, um, I'm sure that they have up their sleeve other little nostalgic events and things that they used to do in D1 that they'll be bringing back. And honestly, like I said earlier, I hope that, you know, Sparrow Racing is one of those things that comes back. Um, I yeah, feel like there's a SRL? lot they can do. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that would be awesome. I also want Sparrow Horns back, Sparrow but that's Racing. such a little detail, so. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. No, I, I totally agree. I think that, you know... We're probably not going to get everything all at once. I think that Bungie has given up on creating content in lump forms. I think that, you know, they're going to release things in staggered um, phases. And it's especially important for Bungie because they don't have a publisher that helps them and supports them. So especially now, like, they, they have to stagger their content releases to align with what they're able to produce and that's partially why we're not getting the vault of glass this fall we're gonna get it you know next spring because it's gonna take time to build assets especially with next gen because now they have to build out all of these assets in 4k and i'm sure it's gonna be a challenge for them to bring this all to life but we'll, we'll definitely see some really really fun things sure so we we do also know that the will of crota will be available this fall for all players and we, we got a little bit of a preview for what's coming this fall and what's coming later in the year so we know that some parts of the cosmodrome are returning this fall with the new expansion and I believe it's going to be available for all players. I don't think they're going to make it part of the paid content. No. Is that correct? It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like something they would do. Okay. And uh, also, we're getting the Will of Crota Strike. So that's going to be pretty cool. 
Um, we also know during season 13, we'll be getting um, a larger Cosmodrome that's going to be more in line with the size of what we had in Destiny 1. So they're going to be expanding it and making it bigger, which is great. I'm excited about that. Um, we're also getting the Devil's Lair and the Fallen Saber Strikes. Devil's Lair is one of my favorite strikes, so I'm very excited to go back and fight Sepix. Oh, for sure. I'm, again, like I said, so excited for that strike. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say for me, the Devil's Lair is my favorite strike. Um, because it's the first one, and also because it has a lot of sentimental value to me, and I really like the music in that strike. Sepix perfected. So awesome. Oh. We're also getting a new raid. Um, and a new raid is coming. And the preview that we got from Bungie states the following. It is going to be a new one set in the deep stone crypt on Europa as part of Beyond Light. So... I'm, I'm really excited to play the new raid because I think that a raid on Europa set in the Deep Stone Crypt. What can we gather from that? And I know Lady Lucida is a pretty big lore buff and she knows a lot about the lore. Is there anything that you can take away from, from this little hint that Bungie gave us? to be honest my exo knowledge is a little rusty because i don't know i mean obviously i think it's gonna have to do with the exos maybe we're stopping the fallen from getting similar to how we did with black armory we're stopping them from getting like new cutting edge bray tech stuff maybe something to do with rasputin we don't know I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Grace, do you have any thoughts on on this? Do you have any opinions? Um, I, th I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but it's really interesting, that, you know, that they mentioned the Deepstone Crypt being on Europa. I know it's been hinted in the lore previously that it's on Enceladus and not Europa. Yeah. yeah. That's the other big detail that I think is really interesting here, and it makes me think that, you know, like Clovis Bray, they have different facilities, possibly. And I'm really interested to see how, like you said, how that impacts Exos. Just because, you know, we don't know... I mean, I'm sure we do. I say that. I don't know, I should say. Um, you know, are there different models of Exos? Were different types of Exos manufactured in different locations? Um, you know, it's very prominent in the lore in the Clovis Bray facilities. I think when during the Warmind DLC about, you know, how Exos and consciousness and how that was, like, implemented to make them more like humans and, you know, push them beyond just being war machines. So um, I'm wondering, you know, not only just how the Exos play into it, but also how the darkness is going to play into it as well. If we're going to see something similar to Forsaken with the corrupted ether and how that affected Fallen. If the darkness is going to somehow, you know, warm its way into Exos, um, 
I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure there's an explanation for all the red that we see on Europa as well. And I think that's just something that exists already in our yeah, reality. Yeah, that's an already an yeah. existing thing. So that plus, uh, you know, I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways it could go. I'm just really excited to learn more about the Deep Stone Crypt and just Exos in general, because that was that was like my one prediction I got right about the coming DLC was that we'd be visiting the Deep Stone Crypt because of the Exo Stranger and the darkness. But uh, I don't know. It's one of my favorite bits of lore. So I hope it goes really, really well. Yeah, and my my thought is that maybe the Exo Stranger will serve as kind of like the figure that Marasov kind of took on during the um um the raid that we got with Last Wish. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool, and I would really be interested to see more of the themes that we got during Wrath of the Machine. With like red kind of siva like um figures so i would be really interested to see more of that um during the next one and uh finally we do have a couple of notes that uh bungie made regarding the upcoming content um, strikes will be removed from the destinations according to the destination that's being removed from the game. So if you're, if a location is being taken away, also the strike corresponding to it will also go away. Um, Gambit and Gambit Prime will be merged into one. Yes. That's going to be really interesting to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Because... Gambit perfected. Exactly. It's going to be Gambit perfected. I called it. I love it. I called it. It's such a long time ago. I'm like, guys, it's going to become Gambit Gambit perfected. perfected. And (laughs) it's going to be crazy. But no. I don't know. I just hope. I don't know. It's really interesting because, like, one of the main issues with Gambit Prime is if you don't have the armor sets, it's not a good time. Maybe me, I have the armor sets, so... I'm good, but there are those who are just like, it's too much work. I don't want to do reckoning. And I feel like if they are really going, if they're going to like keep the um, mechanics of Gambit Prime, I think they need to do a serious rehaul of reckoning. Because remember, when they made reckoning, mm-hmm. we had OP Nova Bomb, OP yeah. Tether, OP every, everything was a lot more. OP well. Oh, yeah. well was a lot, like everything packed more of a punch and they've tuned tuned us down a little bit in um like power and like the bridge encounter is really brutal because i had i did it that like i think last week for like one of the i think for like the weekly prismatic caster bounties or one of the bounties i was like oh uh, reckoning shouldn't be that hard i was wrong (laughs) i was very wrong (laughs) Oh man, it was rough. Haven't been in there in like a year, so (laughs) I just I don't know. I'm I'm just I just wish they would at least like give us some hey Gambit don't like tell us, hey, keep your Gambit Prime armor or hey, you don't need it anymore or something. Like I wanna know, like, should I keep 
my Gambit Prime one that I, you know, I went back in and got Armor 2.0 versions of them because I hate myself and this was before changing Armor Affinity was a thing, so I had to keep doing it over and over and over <laughs> until I got the right um, affinity and build. It was sad times. <laughs> I, oh, man. I just, I don't know. I wish it was more like EP in the style where, like, okay, you're, it's gonna it's gonna be a set order. Like first you get class item, then you get boots, then you get chest plate, then you get gauntlets, then you get helmet, then you get class. So, like it repeats. Like that would be really nice. Because kind of like for the me, Iron Banner progression. Yeah, kind of like that. Because like for example, for me, I'm missing the invader chest plate and boots. It's the only thing I'm missing because I deleted them because I didn't had was a dummy, but. <laughs> I also don't do Invader that much. I'm just like, no, I don't do Invader anymore. It's not my job. I did it to do to get the Reckoner title, and after that, I'm like, mm, no, I'll stick to Collector. But yeah, stuff like that. Like, I wish they would be a. I mean, I know it's a little bit away, but hopefully, when it gets closer to the fall expansion, they are more transparent about what's gonna happen. Because like, we don't know how Tron Transmog is gonna work at all like is it armor we have in our vault is it armor we have in collections like how is it gonna work Bungie? Mm -hmm. we don't know if the weapon system is gonna change yeah, we, like, we don't it's really... gonna change a little bit yeah with them adding a... in a i'm just intrigued to see how it's gonna be with them adding in a new element for armor and weapons that means we're gonna yeah. have another element and it's gonna be like no you don't <laughs> understand it's my titan They've done Scourge the Past so many times. I have an armor set of every element. Because I love that raid on my Titan. That's like my Titan's go-to look. Is the Scourge of the Past raid armor. Because But it it's like good. that raid's going away. It makes me sad. Crown of Sorrow's going away. All the Leviathan. Menagerie going away. When my clan away. was born. We were born on the Leviathan. <laughs> or yeah. reborn, I guess, because like escalation protocol is going away too. Everything is going part away. Of I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. sad. I'm just a little. But sad. you know what's here, still here? Blind well. Ugh. <laughs> Blind well, guys. Yeah. Nessus is gorgeous. I don't know why it's staying, but yeah. I do think it's really pretty. I am excited. Yeah. I love the tangled shore, so I'm a sucker for tangled shore. Yeah, I purple. like the aesthetic. Of... <laughs> shh, shh, don't call me out. <laughs> Fallen in purple. Hey, I, it's all I need. <laughs> I like I like purple too. I can't. I and can't I lo like the Dreaming City is one of my favorite places too. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just concerned a little bit because I'm like, how is how is everything gonna work? Like Bungie. And also, and are I, we going to? Go ahead. I have a kind. I wouldn't say controversial opinion, but I think raids should not be sunset i don't think they should be sunset that's just me personally but because like i don't think raids and i don't think the whisper mission should be sunset and i don't think the uh zero hour mission should be sunset because that's also getting wait wait that one's getting sunset too isn't that mm -hmm. part of earth no you no or maybe i guess zero hour isn't let me think i did the quest literally no yeah it's getting Sunset well, I know the dungeon is going to take a season off. Yeah, the new dungeon is going away. Okay. Whisper mission has to go away because Whisper's on IO. Bye bye. Bye bye, Whisper mission. Yeah. Can't get Whisper yeah, anymore. Yeah. 
And then to start the um, zero hour quest, you go to Titan. That's the first step is you go to Titan and you go to this door and you open the door and you get the fallen transponder. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, I guess they could just move it to another planet. Problem solved. But with, like, I I would imagine in a perfect world, quote unquote, I would hope that they would have, like, another destination screen that's, like, dungeons. And it would have, you know, Pit of Heresy, um, Shattered Throne, Not Prophecy for one season. Um, and then have like the whisper mission and then zero hour and having like whatever other secret missions come about later. And maybe like the bad juju yeah. one, like the bad juju secret mission, stuff like that. Like having a screen dedicated, I think to those, I think would be good because like, I remember doing the whisper mission for the first time. That was crazy. It was insane. Like we were doing it and we had like a live stream going, okay, what are they doing? What are we doing wrong? Why do we keep failing at this part? What's going on? Let me figure, cause you guys have all done the whisper mission, right? Yes. You know how, when you get to the green room where there's the part below with the thrall, we were idiots mm -hmm. and we thought you had to parkour all the way around to get out. When really there's just that little sneaky little hole. You just crawl through next to the door. <laughs> it made us mad. We were just like, seriously, seriously. Is this really <laughs> what we had to do? Ugh. But we got it. But like, so like, like, I've pretty much dedicated pretty much my free time in Destiny to helping people get Whisper, helping people get Outbreak, helping people get the stuff that's going away. Like some people don't have Legend of Accuracy. I'm like, all right, this week, like every, this week on weekends now in my clan, I'm like, all right, if anybody wants to do Scourge of the Past and Leviathan raids, I will help because I've done all those raids so many times. I could probably do them blindfolded with one arm. <laughs> but like I just think like some I'm okay with like you know some of the stuff going away but I feel like the more you had to be there stuff like with Whisper and Outbreak and some of the raids I think that shouldn't go away because that's like I don't know I just love doing a lot I just love those like little secret missions they're really fun yeah I, I think taking the raids away from the game it does kind of take away from the stuff that you kind of bought and then you know yeah for them to take that away it's like it, it creates a sense of urgency for me to get everything in the game yeah and at the same time i feel like they're putting pressure where it's like even the stuff that you get has an expiration date now and to me i think that it and i've said it before but it really will make me assess how much of my time I want to devote chasing after something knowing that it's going to go away after a, a specific of period yeah. of time and for me it's like I'm very sentimental with the things that I get in destiny so I like to keep them around and it's like if I like a specific weapon I usually stick with it and that's just how I play the game and I feel like Bungie is changing it in such a way where the items that you get are much more disposable now. Yeah, I don't... Than they were before. Let's put it that way. I don't necessarily agree with Bungie's whole sunsetting thing. I understand why they're doing it. Because people have their builds, and they're not going to experiment with other builds. Like, for example, me. I have my builds on my characters. I don't mess with... I charge with light. I don't know what the heck that is. Some of my clanmates are like, Hey, hey, Lady Lucita, how do you use the whole charge with light mechanic? I'm kind of confused. I don't know, man. 
know. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm starting to learn it. Yeah, um, I feel oh, like. Well, yeah. I just wish. I mean, like, I understand why there's some well stuff. Yeah. Okay. Funny story. I had a dream where I was using, um, like, literally today. I I fell asleep really late because I was help trying to help someone get zero hour, and they were just not understanding the jumping puzzle part. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you jump from here to here, and he was like, he's like, oh, you mean here? And falls like, not there. Oh, like I was like already at the boss. With one of the other guys. The other guy was struggling, so I was like, oh, this is not happening. But anyways, um, so I fell asleep, and I had a dream that I was using um, Fallen Gullity. And I had the sword charged with light mod. And I did so much damage that I, like, pretty much killed the raid boss instantly. And it was so dumb. And everyone was like, how did you do that? I'm like, I have no idea. And it was just so dumb. But, like, that's the kind of stuff that you can do. I mean, uh, obviously, with the um, charge with, like, with swords, it's, it's like, not the heavy attack, it's the light attack. But if you have the proper sword with squint, where's my sword? Pulling up dim. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Sword. There it is. Da -da 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 -da. If you have, um... Uh, Swordmaster's Guard on your Fallen Gullatine, which makes its increased charge rate go up a little bit, then doing that, plus the charge with light thing, plus the sword thing, is big damage. Because you do the light attack to then get your heavy attack, and then you do your heavy attack, and then you spam the light attack, heavy attack. And then it works. Some of my friends, like, they don't have, like, the God roll Fallen Gullatine, and they're just like, how are you doing this? How are you, like, deleting bosses? And I'm like, swords. Swords are- I, I actually kind of like that swords are the new meta for, like, PvE stuff. <laughs> I think it's kind of- That's how it was in D1 with, uh, Dark Drinker. Exactly! You like, Dark Drinker win. is my favorite sword, and I'm so glad it's back. Like, I'll literally charge a boss and say, hey guys, I'm a fidget spinner. And then I'll just spin really, really fast. Like, that's what we called it back in D1 when we were doing Axis. We would just be like, all right, pull out your fidget spinners, guys. Like, we were so dumb. We were so <laughs> dumb. All right, I got a question for you guys. So what if um, what if they had this, uh, this sunsetting thing was already a thing when Destiny 2 came out? Like, they had already, like, thought of it, and, like, there was an expiration date like of a year on these weapons and everything besides the raid weapons. Like if it's something they introduced or even in destiny one, I mean, I mean they, they kind of did, did do it, that though, in destiny they, one. They did. They, they did, did that do with, that. Like, yeah. Going from year one to year two. So I think, I think honestly sunsetting is fine. It's just kind of, or kind of like a hit in the gut right now. Cause we haven't had that in destiny two at all. Really? Right. But what if they did, if they did, I think, the I think, at least for me personally, I wouldn't be that upset about it because, yeah, you have like your old stuff, but then think about all of the new stuff you've got. Like for, from year one to year two, we got Hammerhead and then we got like all these other like really good guns. But then going from here to next, we're probably going to get even cooler guns. We'll probably look exactly. at those other guns and, and be like, right. why did I use this? And that's what I'm really excited for, the new stuff. Because yeah. this is a looter shooter, after all. And we want the loot. We want the loot, exactly. But they got to bring the loot, though. Yeah. They got to bring it. 
that's just and that's, my, that's my concern. What I'm hoping for. Is the, and if they uh, are sunsetting 85% of the weapons or 80% or whatever the number is, it's a big number. Um, then they've got to have some pretty awesome loot coming in the fall, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. One thing that I don't like what they're doing is, for example, with the Iron Banner stuff that's coming back uh, next week. It's the exact same rules as, like, the stuff I currently have, but I have to regrind it to get the exact same roll, but with a later sunset date. I think that's dumb. I think if you have the same weapon, you could sh and one has a later sunset date than the other, you could take, like, your favorite one and just take the perks and go plop on the new gun. That's yeah, my one should, complaint. Like, I don't want to have to regrind all of this and regrind all of that to get, like, for example, I have, a, like, a I, god roll night watch. I don't want to have to regrind to get another god roll. It's annoying. You, you know what my hope is in the fall when they bring back Iron Banner? They bring it back, like, D1 style, and they yeah. bring back, those like, the D weapon, not just Fell Winter's yeah. Lie, but, oh like, Yoder's Hammer, all those, like, Nerwin's Mercy, like, all those weapons. Yeah. Like, cause it, yeah. tons of awesome weapons, like the rise of iron, iron banner weapons too. Yeah. Those like were good. the, um, the clever dragon and, um, some of the other ones I'm forgetting, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think lady Lucida really hit it right on the nail with this one, because I, I think that it would really suck having to regrind the same things that you already got, but with a later expiration date. And I'm sorry, but that does not make me want to grind for that perfect roll for the same weapon, but yeah. with a later date, just because it's not it's it's the next season. And if anything, it's going to maybe discourage me from playing one season, thinking that, you know what, if I wait a season or two, then I'll get a better version of it anyways. So might yeah. as well wait for as long as I can until it's being removed from the game. So I yeah. think there are negative impacts of this, and we have seen Bungie implement a lot of ideas. They introduce a lot of things into the game, but ultimately a lot of these things don't shape up the way that they intend, and they yeah. have to backtrack and make changes. And I think that... Bungie is the kind of company that does respond to things pretty well. So if this change really has a drastic negative impact on the game, I'm confident enough that they will make the appropriate changes. But for me, as someone who's playing the game, this expiration date does not make me want to play the game more. Yeah, these I aren't agree. things that will bring players back. If anything, these things act as roadblocks that stand between me and having fun in the game. Yeah. And I, I understand they have to make certain changes to balance the game, but balancing the game shouldn't really have an impact on me and having fun. Whereas it kind of does because now I have to delete stuff that I've collected and forcing me to use something else because it's a looter shooter isn't really the answer I'm looking for. It shouldn't be a matter of force to force me to use these weapons. I think there need to be weapons that are that good that I don't want to use the old weapons. And I don't feel that. I, I haven't felt that. And I think that's the problem that I'm um, facing right now with the entire But what if that's what they're sunsetting. trying to get to? Why else would they be sunsetting like that, that many weapons? Because because the game is probably not balanced to a point where they can control it. 
I think that's part of it. That's one thing. I think that, you know, the, your guardian is too powerful. And I think that they put so much emphasis on making your guardian more powerful. There were expansions that we played that were all about your guardian having that maximum power and getting all this light. And they realized this power was unsustainable for them. So that's why they had to make the change. That's why they, they're continuing. Well, that's to like any game, game power creep, you know, you, you, you have to start, you have also like, yes, it's a looter shooter. Like, you know, you have to produce more exciting loot to chase. Like that's, you know, that's the whole drive of the game. That's the dopamine is getting the loot. You want to get all the loot. You want to get the new loot. You know, that's like, that's what's not exciting. Even, it's not just that. It's not just the loot. The loot it's, I know it's not just it. that, but it it has, it's part of that though. I'd, sure. I'd like to get Grace's opinion on this because um, she said she's pro sud setting. So uh, Grace, go ahead. I, I want to hear what you have well, to say about this. My whole thing, the, my play style is not, I'm going to use what's meta. I'm going to go for the God roll kind of thing. Personally, I don't even know what God rolls are for certain weapons. So I just like playing the game and enjoying it. And to me, I'm excited for sunsetting just for the simple reason that, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the player base too, oh, well, I shouldn't speak for all player base. Some friends and I get, you know, you get frustrated getting, especially in PVP, getting killed by the same loadouts every single time and players defaulting to, you know, the same exact guns and weapons. It starts to feel stale. You... I don't know, I like to play against new and different weapons and different loadouts and people who like to, you know, switch it up and use guns that aren't in the meta constantly just because that's what works and that's what's convenient. Um, I'm excited for players being forced to find new loadouts and find new play styles. And that's why I'm so excited for Sunsetting is because I'm glad that all these old guns that are being used constantly, not only in PvP but PvE, you know, it, it just, it, it plays into the whole idea that Bungie wants to have an evolving world. And that includes, you know, the players having to turn to new weapons and new loadouts to evolve along with it. So I, that's why I'm I really totally excited for sunsetting is just for that. And, you know, in a more joking manner, I, I'm glad I won't have to face as many mountaintops and recluse in PvP anymore. So, um, but it also, like you said, like you guys mentioned, it does open up a lot more potential for, you know, not only new armor that we've never seen, but old armor to come along with the D1 stuff that we haven't seen since D1, you know, and that includes exotics and exotic favorites that are also returning. So there's just a lot of possibilities, you know, that comes along with the sunsetting and opening up more space for new items and returning items. So that's why I'm so pro setting. So. Yeah. And if the weapon they showed during the live stream, when they reached that goal is any indication of, you know, what the weapons could be looking like in the expansion, I'm excited because I don't know what that weapon is. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that It's a really before. weird looking shotgun that also looks like a trace rifle. So I'm really excited yeah. to see but what it, it could does. also. Yeah, it could also, it, maybe it does both. Right. <laughs> maybe it can do both. And that's an exciting, like, uh, you know, premise because they could change some things with the weapon system. They could add a new new kind of weapon, like one we don't have, where we haven't seen before. Like, not a trace rifle, not a scout rifle, not a pulse rifle, something new. It kind of reminds you know? me of so, uh, the, some of the stuff they did with the sundial weapons, especially, like, was it Line in the Sand that throws the grenade that just 
does like a whole void wall kind of effect, you know? Um, oh, yeah, stuff yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like you said, I think that's also a really cool thing that they could be bringing to it, so. Mm-hmm. And that's the exciting thing for me because I want new stuff. <laughs> I want to use new stuff. Like, I'm tired of getting the same go figure in Duke. <laughs> like, give, give me something new. <laughs> I'm just a creature habit. I, I switch up my heavy weapons all the time, but... I default to using crimson and like any sniper, like any sniper rifle that I've been using for a while. So that's my, those mm. are my thing. I think right now I have, can't remember the sniper rifle's name, but I, I have crimson in my primary all the time. <laughs> so love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we had some really amazing conversations and some really great points that were made for both sides for sunsetting and against sunsetting. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in the fall and beyond. And uh, next up, I'd like to talk about some news that came out from Bungie today. And uh, the first thing they talked about was more of a serious topic that does not relate to Destiny, but surely it's a very important topic that uh, at the very least needs to be acknowledged. And that is women and harassment. And um, I can say that I personally don't support it in any way, and I I think it's disgusting that there are people out there who do the things that we had uncovered in the community, and I am taking a personal commitment to not stand for it and to be against it a thousand percent, and it, it won't be tolerated. Not in anyone around me or anyone who who is in our community i have three little ladies that that i you know adore and everything so when people are you know predatory and they do these things that they are doing it's it's just very 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 hurtful you know what's happening you know and it's just yeah there should be zero tolerance for it so hopefully we are all gonna be you know better people you know hopefully the people that are in the community and are being toxic and are being you know jerks and everything hopefully we will be able to rid those people out yeah i agree it's i can say i've never i've never encountered a game company that has been that that is that has not just sided so quickly with the people um that are coming out all the women that are coming out and there have been some guys too because can't acknowledge or you can't forget to acknowledge that, that it does happen to everyone um not only to men women and non-binary members in our community but um i've never seen a game community a game company come that you know forward in that defensive of its community in such a positive way um i mean it, it's uh, you know as a woman and someone who has experienced these things not just on a personal level but um you know, seeing it happen to friends and family, um, my sister, it's, you know, it, it's, I'm sorry, I'm stammering a lot. It's hard to talk about, but, um, I don't know. It, it's nice to see the community actually say that they stand with the victims and the people that it has, you know, been affecting for so long, you know? Um, but it, it's nice to hear from so many people and a majority of the community, standing with you know the victims that you know everything that's come out so 
you know, it, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, we're, it's, it's, it's just, it should, I don't know when it happens and you hear it. Like when I heard this, like over the weekend, I wasn't even playing destiny. I was at, you know, my girlfriend's house actually just in enjoying the time there. Cause it was her son's birthday. And then when I saw this the next day, I was just like, I was completely floored. I, I, I couldn't believe what had happened and so many things that, you know, just, we didn't completely know was happening, you know, until all the women came out and, you know, brought this to light and everything. And it's just. The the last thing that I want to say about this is that I'm going to hold the entire community accountable for speaking up. If you see something like that, if you're, if you're part of a larger organization and you just avoid a specific individual because of things that you heard. It's not a matter of you don't want them at your event. You don't allow them at your event. You don't allow them in your community. We have to take that responsibility not only to support each other, but when we see these kind of things, to not accept it in our communities. Because this individual, Say No to Rage, he was avoided by organizations, but yet they still allowed him to persist. Mm-hmm. And Same thing with I, BSK, I think, too. And, and we have a responsibility to fight against this and, and, and say no as a community. And I will not tolerate it. I will not support it. And anyone who is found to commit such heinous crimes against women, mm-hmm. they will not be welcome robot, in Colin. my circle. So, uh, on a lighter topic, it's really tough to segue from such a heavy subject, but we will try. Um, We have the Iron Banner coming back. It is returning along with Bonus Valor from June 30th until July 7th. And this time around, we have some loot that's coming, and we're going to get the forward path and a Fool's Remedy that will be reissued with the current uh, seasonal um, expiration dates or sunsetting caps, <laughs> whatever you call it. I don't know. Well, the good news um, is it'll be good for a year because it's getting the new, you know, it's being reissued. So it's getting the new, like, uh, icon, so it'll be good for a year before great. it's sunset. You know, the funny thing is I'm probably like I would get an Iron Banner weapon, then not use it for a year and then like totally forget that I have it. And it just expired (laughs) because I I hoard weapons like I would say of the I deleted so much stuff, but I had like 500 things in the vault. I probably use I would say maybe two percent of it. Like I use maybe a handful of weapons. Um, So. In a way, it changes my gameplay. Um, but yeah, I found that pretty interesting. And with um, this new Iron Banner, we're also getting the updated weapons, the Shining Sphere, Swarm of the Raven, Talons of the Eagle, Bite of the Fox, Orwing's Maul, and Krimmel's Dagger. All of those are going to be reintroduced with new expiration dates, and we're getting some new perks 
iron grip and iron gaze. Sounds yeah, cool. and those two uh, reissued weapons. Yep. Okay. Now, are you guys excited about these new perks? I like the shader. I think that shader is pretty. The shader is different. Cool. I like it a lot. I like. I, I mean, yeah. I told you all how I play, how my gameplay is. I just use the same loadout basically all the time. So, I don't know. When I look when I look at perks, I mean, I think that uh, I could see iron grip being really really nice because I know some of the auto auto rifles and submachine guns can be really wacky. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I can see Iron Gaze being good on a sniper, um, improving the target acquisition. You don't have to worry too much about the range on a sniper. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be cool. But, oh, wait, there's... Okay, it's only those two. Never mind. It's only going to work for those oh. two weapons, right? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> two additional perks specific to these Iron Banner weapons. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they could have, uh, you know, worked across the gamut, but... Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there soon, Guardians. Yeah. We do, I, I do have a friendly reminder. Skill-based matchmaking is disabled this time around. So oh, goodness. It's going to be so interesting. Like that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's for sure. This may be a stupid question. Was that, does that mean light level is... Uh... No, light level is still going to be active. It's right. not. No, yeah, right. light, yeah. Okay. Basically, <laughs> skill based matchmaking. Just you literally don't one. know what you're going to get with no skill based matchmaking. You might you get, get some really sweaty like, people. You might get some really chill. You, blueberries. Yeah. Whenever I go into quick play with my friends, we always crush them, and I, I feel kind of bad just a little bit. Just a little bit, and then I'm like... So, so here's here's my question about skill-based matchmaking. Do we like it? Do we hate it? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it situational? When do we want it? When do we not? I think I... what they... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think it's it's fine how it is. I don't think... I think having skill-based matchmaking turned off and like the more casual game modes like quick play and stuff i agree it's fine and having it turned on and stuff where skill matters like trials and uh survival slash competitive like they that, go by the card in trials yeah so, yeah like i think mm -hmm. that make i think it makes sense like what they did i know a lot of people are kind of upset and that's valid however I think looking at the whole community, not just like the top, the really good people at Crucible who couldn't have fun in quick play because they would also go against really sweaty people. But as the community as a whole, I think skill-based matchmaking was a good thing because it kind of, like, you're not supposed to go, like, really sweaty and use, like, Soros and Felwinters with, with Anateus Wards and full sweat mode. You're not supposed to... You're not really supposed to do that in quick play quick play is more for you know just having fun and trying out new guns it's like i told a lot of what my friends do in quick play definitely yeah and then we do have a few other updates from bungie there is a new 
Be Heard pin that's available for pre-order to support the Black Lives Matter initiative. Um, it's going to support the Equal Justice initiative and um, highly recommend you all support Bungie and a really, really great cause, especially during a time like this. Um, and it's a really cool pin and a really cool um, emblem that we get as well. Yeah, it definitely is a, a wonderful... I'm, I'm glad that they decided to go through with this pin design, so... Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy really nice. with, with Bungie supporting so many great causes on a constant basis. The entire community really comes together in a big way, um, bigger than any other gaming community that I've seen, and I have to give Bungie a lot of props for that. Mm -hmm. they, they do incredible work for not only the, the kids and St. Jude's, but also to different really important causes, whether it be... Um, fighting against racism or um, abuse of women. And I think these are all important things that um, I'm grateful that we're able to support. For sure. And we, we, we do also have some really cool things that are coming. If you have Twitch Prime, there are rewards like the Cerebral Explosion Exotic Emote, the Burnout Sparrow, the Plasma Shell and the Stellar Pavement's Legendary Ship are all available if you have Amazon Prime and if you link your Bungie account. So we do recommend that you do that. And some other um, bits of news from Bungie. We have some fixes that are coming from Bungie. Uh, the GCX emblem will be... Uh, arriving via email if you supported St. Jude during the entire campaign that GCX was running. Um, in addition to that, something is going on with the new Prophecy of Doom I can explain dungeon. that if you guys want. I was actually <laughs> friends. I'm friends with the guy who discovered the, the glitch. It's so fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> so basically... Okay, so, um, so what happened? So basically, you can get a checkpoint after you've killed the boss where the chest is. You can just keep going back to that chest point, opening the chest and getting loot. And getting Wait, a what? And yeah, that was that <sighs> was the cheese. Really? Yeah, but they, they patched it already. And they already it's gone? It. Oh man, really? Yeah. And now you tell me about it? Oh, come on. <laughs> Oops. But no, okay. I never personally did it. It's just my friend told me about it and... I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, you're kidding. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay. And then a little <laughs> bit later, I saw a video from, um, shoot, what's his name? Um, it's the cheese. Jackus? No, it's the cheese guy. There's this guy. The on cheese guy. <laughs> I don't know, but he does That's like awesome. videos on cheese, on like how to cheese stuff in Destiny. Che the cheese guy. I know, how do I'm so I cheese? Oh, cheese forever. That's his gamer tag. Or not gamer tag, <laughs> YouTube. Uh-huh. And um, he literally made a video about it. And he literally said credit, too. And it was my friend. And I'm like, what? This is whack. <laughs> See, it's, it nice. is real. So the rumors are true. But yeah, it's just. And it's just kind of hilarious. He does a lot of those kind of cheese stuff. Hence his name on YouTube. 
<laughs> but I just think it's kind of funny. I mean, I personally never abused it, but for people who are like trying to get specific roles on specific stuff, I mean, I don't know. I just think those kind of exploits or cheeses, I mean, they're not really like harming anything. It's so I don't really like, for example, the umbral engrams earlier in the season, how they were dropping higher power level than intended. That wasn't killing anybody. No one right. was dying. It wasn't yeah. like the end of the world, but I mean, Bungie patched it. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I just mm. think some. Like, don't get me wrong. Fixing bugs is good, but I think there are some things that need more attention than bug fixes. I mean, I guess, yeah, that would kind of ruin the whole grind for power feedback loop they got going on. So I guess that is an issue, but like, have you guys seen the cheating in, in like comp and trials on PC? It's bad. Yep. It's really, 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 really bad. So like, yeah, it is bad. That's why I don't play PvP on, on well, PC. You know what I think it boils down to? I think it's a matter of fact that they, they can't really fix the PvP issues in the game. I think it's yeah. more complicated for them to fix those. But yet, you know, PvE type issues they can fix. And yeah, that's probably true. I, I think that, you know, I mean, I think certain things definitely should be patched. But like going back and retroactively making your drops less powerful and less effective. I, I just think that was a bad move. I, I just I don't yeah. see what hurt was done to anybody in this and i also don't think it was the best way for you to get players to come back yeah especially I'm those not. that felt like I you mean, know what the season isn't fun enough for me to, to to do all the grinding so i'm just gonna get it all done and then you're just gonna make your stuff less effective but it's like i don't know yeah i, I didn't agree like with it. I'll, I'll be honest with the F A afk forge thingy I did it. I'll admit. Uh, I, did I did it a too. lot. I did it a lot. I fell asleep I, once or twice. I, I only did it because I needed, you know, I can't work on commissions for people and play Destiny at the same time. And if yeah, I'm ever like going to do sense. stuff with friends on Destiny, I need to be at the right power level. So to yeah. be fair, I think I only mm -hmm. got like a few hours out of it and then they decided to patch it that day. So, Oof. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I tried, like, but... <laughs> I got one character to like 1050 with the artifact and then i was like i really don't want to go through all of that again on my warlock and my titan so i kind of said screw that <laughs> did the afk forge i literally i did the exact same thing back when uh black armory first came out and i wanted the lore in the gofanon forge i would turn my con plug my controller into my xbox i would take one of my broken ones because I don't want to break mine. Get rubber bands, wrap it around the the two joysticks, turn off the TV, and go to sleep, wake up, <laughs> profit, have the whole lore book. Like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny that the forge, AFK forging has been a problem in Destiny since kind of the forges came out. And I worry that with um sunsetting that they're gonna take away the forges 
and Scourge of the Past, which means Ada has no purpose. And then they're going to remove Ada, and then I will be really upset because Ada's like one of my favorite characters. That'd be really That's mad. Because awesome. like, also, little caveat aside, Bungie, please fix like the new light stuff. Please, I'm begging you. I made a new light character because I hated how my Titan, my Exo Titan looked. Like, I realized I made her hot pink instead of purple. And there is a difference. And I don't <laughs> like the color hot pink. I, I hate it. I Purple is best, hot pink, bad. In my opinion. <laughs> but anyways, so I was really annoyed. So then, instead of deleting my character prior to the new light stuff and everything would have been fine, you can tell I'm a little, little salty. Just, just, just a little salty. Um, I waited for new light. I mean, I got to do the new intro mission, which was really cool, really nostalgic. It was... I'm really excited to go back to the Cosmodrome. Like, that was cool. However, um, with them changing all of the new light stuff and removing the intro quest for Black Armory, Ada forever hates my Titan. Even though my Titan redid the night, redid the, the Black, as much as I could of the Black Armory quest, I reacquired, I re-went through the quest to get Izanagi's burden. I made Ada go Super Saiyan with the weird glowy glow forge stuff. The only thing I haven't done on my Titan again is Niobe Labs. And she still like mm. treats me with the same contempt and disdain that she does in the beginning. And I'm like, Bungie. Like, on my other characters, Ada's like, yo, what up, Guardian? High five, you're number one. But on my Titan, she's all like, Guardian. And it makes me really sad because my new Titan literally has the black armory symbol tattooed on her face. So it's like, <laughs> oh, my heart. I just really like the, I just really like Ada as a character. And I hope she doesn't like get sunset. But at least if they give like lore reasons behind the sunsetting of like locations, which they will and stuff like that's fine. But if they just, like, Thanos snap stuff out of existence, that's where I'm like, Bungie, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. Because, like, there there will be... I don't want to, like, spoil stuff for people because I, I know things. This isn't, like, NDA Bungie stuff, but this is, like, I've read all of the lore books already for this season because I need to know everything. But <laughs> basically, there, there is lore reasons why the destinations are going away. There is not, as of right now, there isn't a lore reason for why Callus dips out of the system, but I'm sure that will be revealed probably during, like, Age of Triumph, Solstice stuff, because he was in charge. Callus did some of that kind of stuff last year. So, maybe he'll just be like, well, I'm gonna just go to the system over and watch all this happen and eat some popcorn, uh, have fun, guys. Like, I, we don't know. We don't really know. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that little yeah, it's rant. Gonna really oh, get off it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that all comes comes into play. Um, but yeah, just, no, yeah. I, I totally agree. As the season goes on, I would like, you know, would like to bring you back on, like, Dark Angels. Oh, yeah. so we can Go for it, man. Like, we I'm could, like, pretty... discuss a lot of this. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, in-game lore happening, like, in the world. 
environmental storytelling. my friend on my Titan. <laughs> like, I don't even like on my other characters. I have like the black armory flags and the black armory. Like, I, want, I don't want to say like carpet, but like placemat thing. I don't have any of that on my Titan. And what's really, I know I'm kind of going on a rant. Apologies. But my biggest issue with the new light thing is in the settings, I would really, really appreciate if there was a toggle for new light dialogue or veteran dialogue. Because right now, my Titan gets both. <laughs> my Titan is treated like an idiot and a noob <laughs> by, like, the NPCs. Like, I'll be patrolling on EDZ, and then everyone will be like, ah, oh, yes, you did such good work in the Red War. Blah, blah, blah. And then when I do a public event, he'll be like, oh, you should come stop by for tea sometime. Like, because uh, you're new. And I'm like, wait, huh? Huh? <laughs> like, it's really jarring. Like, I wish there was, like, a toggle because I would choose the toggle for making my Titan be a new light character because she was rezzed after the Red War. Like, that makes sense. But I don't know. I have, like, a lot of little, like, quality of life things that I wish, wish Bungie would do. And it's just like, I don't know. I just hope that they do it. But I guess step one is you have to make them aware that these quality of life changes should be addressed, I guess. I don't know. That's just my two cents about the whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. New Light is a good concept. It's just they need to do a better job, in my opinion. Because, for example, I mean, like I've played Destiny before. I know how strikes work. I know how this and that works. But for like one of my friends who's new to Destiny, he hasn't played before. He's very like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Where do I go from here? So there's a lot of like me kind of like shoving him along saying, all right, now we're going to go do this and we're going to go do that. But a lot of the issues is like, I don't know. Like there isn't like a tutorial, so to speak. I mean, yeah, you get your first, the first mission, that's kind of a tutorial, but there's no like, okay, from there, then you do these missions, then you do these missions. It's not like sequential. It's just like after you've done the first mission, then it's like, all right, go have fun. But they're like, I don't know what weapons, how do stats work? How does Sounds like a good work? video well, somebody can make. It's like, yeah, uh, like my friend recently started playing today. She just picked it up after, you know, not playing since, I don't even think... What she was talking about, um, her and her friend had gotten Destiny way early on, and they would only play the story mode together. And when I started asking oh. her, hey, did you ever play Curse of Osiris? Did you ever do this? She's like, I don't know what that is. So oh, no. I just got her to pick it up again. And so today I sat down while I was eating lunch, and I just went on, like, a two-hour story update. And, like, and then she's like, okay, so what do I do now? Where do I go in-game? And, you know, I agree. Like, I feel like there should be a more clear progression of, oh, now yeah. you've made your guardian and you've woken up. Now go, you know, do this so you know what a lost sector is. And then maybe within the lost sector, certain mechanics are introduced and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, I totally agree. agree. It's I've heard that from a lot of people that if you pick it up as a new light a player, new light, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Teach you anything. I mean, a lot of games have that similar problem like warframe for example another game i play has that exact same issue like i had i was lucky enough to have like my friends who also play that game like help me 
but mm -hmm. one of my other friends who plays on PC and I play on console, there's no cross save, so I'd have to start all over from scratch, which is really annoying. Anyways, mm -hmm. but like with that, like he's all like, I don't know what to do now. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how to, like, I don't, it's been so long since I've done all the intro stuff that I'm like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, it's not like, <laughs> that's just an issue. I think that some looter shooter MMO based, like it's, it's a, it's a common problem, I think, but hopefully yeah. They did say with the Condodrome coming back, they're going to, like, revamp the whole New Light experience. So. Yeah, they did say that. Hopefully I think. they've learned. And I just, just Bungie, please give me my gosh darn toggle so I can be like my <laughs> hunter and warlock are veterans and my titan is New Light. And just give me my banners back, please. It's like little things. It's like little tiny, tiny things. It's like. I mean, technically speaking, in the lore, Ada should be, like, pretty chill with all Guardians now because the Guardians helped her get the Black Armory pages and the Forge is back up running. She should be, like, fine. Like, I don't understand. Like, from <laughs> a gameplay perspective, it doesn't make sense. Like, ugh. Just makes me mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Guardians, we, we have talked about so many things tonight, and, and I want to thank you all for your time, first off. And we do have a little tradition on the show. Before we wrap things up, um, we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five. And this week, we will do just that. And uh, Grace, do you want to kick things off since you were our special guest tonight? How would you rate this so. week's update? Um, let's see. I think I will give it, just based off of what they talked about, and actually also, because I really, really love the movie of the week. I think the movie of the week is amazing. Um, I don't know. I think I could give it a four and a half out of five. five? Is it out of five spicy generals? How many do we have? Yep. <laughs> yeah, one out of five. Okay. One through five. One out of five. Okay. Can I do four and a half out of five? I think it's, I think it's good. Spicy. Mm -hmm. It's pretty spicy. Spicy. Yeah. All right, awesome. And Lady Lucida, do you want okay. to share with us what would you give this the, week's Bungie this Weekly week Update? Bungie. I mean, I expected that Iron Banner was going to come back soon because it's, it's a monthly event. It normally comes back. So I was in... I mean... Hmm. Hmm. A lot of the stuff was cool. I mean, like showing the Iron Banner armor. I'm really happy that specific armor set is coming back because I literally have held on to a 750 1.0 version of the Iron Banner helmet for my hunter because I just like the look of that helmet. So I'm happy <laughs> to get like the armor back. That's nice. But, um, let's see. Let me. I think the TWAB, I'd give it like a three out of five. Like it's in the middle. Like it kind of talked about stuff that like I expect. Like they talked about the cheeses people have been doing in the patches and Iron Banner. But I'm just hoping that as the season progresses, we will get more info about like transmog and that kind of stuff. Like that's really what I'm 
looking forward to getting a better understanding of, in my opinion, because I just want to know how stuff works so I can better prepare for uh, Beyond Light. Definitely. And Shadow Price, what about yourself? How many spicy tuna rolls are you giving this week's Bungie Weekly update? I'm thinking... I'm thinking three and a half because, you know, it was nice, you know, the nice what they acknowledged in the beginning. That was very important. And, you know, the Iron Banner coming back, that's always cool. And just the few informational pieces that were in there, I I could say I give it a three and a half. Cool. And I'm going to do something completely out of character. I'm going to give this week's update five spicy tuna rolls. Oh, I knew he would. <laughs> and you let, mad me, let me tell you why. Let me, let me tell you why. Beyond the things that are happening in Destiny, I don't think the Destiny-related updates were that substantial or even worth five spicy tuna rolls. But I think they spoke about a lot of important topics in this weekly update, and I have a lot of respect for Bungie supporting the women out there who have been impacted by horrific things that we can't even begin to understand, at least for me personally. And I, I think that Bungie shining light on these things, on these topics, and not shying away from them, I think that shows a lot on them. And I really appreciate the fact that they did that. And the fact that they released the um, Black Lives Matter campaign. And that's really great too. And it shows their commitment not only to the game itself, but to their community and our well-being. And I respect that. So five spicy tuna rolls from Cornholio. <laughs> and on that note, Guardians... Um, we're going to wrap things up because it's been like three hours. My goodness. Thank you, Guardians, so much for tuning in to another episode of The Destiny Show. Before we wrap things up, I do want to share with our community where we can learn more about our guests and our hosts. So, Grace, do you want to kick things off? Where can we learn more about you? Um, the places I'm most active and you can find me at, uh, two separate Twitter accounts because I like to keep my art separate from all the other stuff. Um, my art account is Lizard Draws. It is, uh, Lizard Draws. It has two I's, two D's. Um, if you find me there first, my personal is linked in the bio and vice versa. So you can find me at Night Stalker for our, everything else. So... Cat pictures, game clips, all that kind of shenanigans stuff is on Night Stalker on Twitter. Uh, it's Night Stalker with three eyes because the other two were taken. Um, <laughs> but uh, on my art account, there's also a link tree. So that also has uh, things like my Steam account and my website with, you know, more professional um, pieces, my portfolio, stuff like that. So any way you need to reach me is look at my twitters first so awesome uh lady lucida where can we learn more about you sweet okay i'm mostly active on twitter same name lady lucida 
and Lucida is spelled L-U-C-I-D-A. Same name on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. It's all consistent now. Yes, consistency, guys. So yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Very cool. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Thank you, guys. Awesome. And Guardians, thank you so much for hanging out with us live. We appreciate you all. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all major platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on the web at destinyshow.com, and you can find us on the Twitter at The Destiny Show, and we even have an Instagram that I really haven't really used much, so I'll tell you more about that as I start posting on there. And you can find me at OMG Cornholio on Twitter for all of my gaming rants and podcast updates. And uh, thank you, Guardians, for tuning in for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Toodles. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.